Hello. How is everyone on the internet? And if you're not on the internet and you're simply just letting the internet carry my voice to you, I hope you're enjoying the gym or painting a lovely picture or whatever people do when they listen to podcasts. I don't actually listen to that many podcasts, funnily enough. Find you know, This is where most people would put some sort of like pretentious reason why. I find it kind of dilutes my own content. You know, when people like musicians unfollow all other musicians, I find it kind of dilutes my own art. Get fucked, you pretentious fucking prick. Hello, I've got some things that I need you to do immediately. Number one, I'm up for a heavy music award for the best podcast, and there's a bunch of really good podcasts on there. Uh, I'd really like to win. Will Putney's got a heavy award. It's really, It's actually heavy. It just looks really good. It's just a really good award. I'd really like to win. It'd be nice to win. Um, I've made it really easy for you. If you go to vote for Craig, C-R-E-G, because I think I'm funny, dot com, that will send you to the uh, Heavy Music Awards voting thing. Slingers a vote. A bunch of good podcasts on there. Daniel P. Carter's Swim. I'm not going to tell you all of them because you're going to get ideas. Oh, I'll vote for that one instead. No, I asked you first. Please do it. Secondly, blah, blah, patreon.com slash the downbeat. Blah, 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 merch, www.thedownbe.at. So it spells downbeat. Blah, blah, blah. My guest this week is Hannah. Oh, I should have asked her. Devore? I hope it's not Devore. I'm fucked if it's Devore. What an exotic name, though, if it is. Hannah Devore. Unreal. Can't believe that. I'm going to find out right now. I'm going to find... I'm literally going to leave this in as well. Okay. Stay where you are. Hello. Uh, how do I pronounce both of your names? Because you're American and these things are hard. Please reply ASAP. Okay. So I'll continue talking and then hopefully she'll reply and she can actually say her own name via technology. Anyway... She is a pro fitness competitor slash coach. Oh, I don't want to use the word influencer, but influencer. She's a biohacker. She used to be a, I mean, she still is technically a professional bikini model, but she's got a massive, um, massive social media presence. Big in the world of biohacking health and fitness, just really interesting shit, shit that I'm interested in, not even from like a fitness point of view, a lot of brain shit, we talked about brain shit, hormones, getting your shit in check, meditation, wellness, I want to say, without sounding like a grifter, anyway, give me money in the Patreon and I'll tell you how to be well, don't want to come across like one of those people, but wellness, well, a wellness person, um, yeah, I wasn't going to mention it, but I realized that we start the episode talking about someone called Andy, who is her boyfriend, who is Andy Williams, also a ex-downbeat guest. And you know what? I didn't want to say that because she's, not, she's not just Andy Williams' girlfriend because I knew her before then. Not like that, but 
but I've realised that quite a lot of it we reference Andy and at no point do we actually talk about which Andy we're talking about. So if you're a Downbeat fan, you actually know this Andy already. But don't think, don't you dare come for me saying, oh, he's reduced her to, uh, to someone's girlfriend by introducing her as that and then doing a lengthy bit on the intro to the podcast ex- trying to get himself out of that, you fucking idiots. Anyway, what's happened is she's read that message now because I can see it's disappeared. It was a voice thing. So hopefully she's going to send a voice note back and then what we're going to do, we'll just... Come on. Come on. I've got a different message. It's not from her. It's from someone in my band. Are you still there? Don't go anywhere. It's a long episode, but it's going to be real nice. Nice quality. Delightful quality. Are you looking forward to it? Are you excited? It's, I'm excited. Maybe you're listening to it on the Patreon in higher quality. No, it's not higher quality, is it? I'm a fucking idiot. Anyway, I'm, a little bit of side news. I'm trying to make everything video from now on. So you've actually got one more episode after this. And then I'm actually stopping submissions for audio podcasts in the hope that it makes everyone want to do the video one. If not, I'll probably turncoat on that situation. And... Um, go back to doing the audio the audio one will still exist don't you dare worry but i'm hoping to provide you with a high quality video one as well okay she just replied good morning my name is pronounced hana devore i was right on the downbeat podcast How are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm all right. Are you fucking stoned? Uh, no, I had like a, no? a little, I had like a, you know, but I have my coffee. I have, I have like shit, you know, I have coffee that you don't approve of. Um, and I approve. What is it? Starbucks. All right, I need Starbucks. you to do one, one thing. Yeah. Um, when Andy did the test for me. Yeah. He would have been facing into the microphone, wouldn't he? I think he had. So the mic is right here. Yeah. It is it is on a stand, by the way. He had me nice. I think if I just sit right here and I talk like kind of loud, this was how I was okay. doing the tests. And he said that it was it was working. That's fine then. That's yeah. absolutely fine. I might just, just have to like them. yell at you a little bit. You can yell, that's fine. Okay. Um so I love your stoned. studio. Thanks. It's it's beautiful. I just like everything pink and purple. Yeah, and like I'm your just... matching, your shirt. I love it. Branding. This is point. this is this is better than Joe Rogan. I've got, thank you very much. That's what I'm going for, right? <laughs> Be- better, than, do, better than Joe. Honestly, I've, I bought all of the, because obviously that's, that's the standard for podcasts. Yeah. And, but his video, mm-hmm. you would expect to be like Christopher Nolan looking and it's not. So yeah. when the world opens up, I'm planning on doing video, but okay. I'm going to make it look like a movie. It's going to look really good. Okay, cool. So that's why I bought all of this stuff and then the world yeah. closed and now I'm just sat on my fucking own doing nothing. So then you're, you'll like, you'll have people come to your studio and sit with yeah, you. I've already asked Andy. Andy's actually the first person that I okay. asked. Well, he has a UK tour. So that's what, yeah. yeah. The minute I saw it, I was like, you're coming. They're playing like 12 minutes away from here. Oh, I love that. That's cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. I'm going to steal him. Yeah. We'll do some shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where are you? Buffalo. 
where or why (laughs) well where but (laughs) also also i mean i know why i know we're just we're just south of the city we're like we're kind of we're in the suburbs which is really it's funny to see andy like turn into like a suburb dad guy and he's like but he loves it because you know how he is you know you know that he just likes to start shit so he's like he's trying to like kind of be like those guys he'll like go outside with like the the snowblower and try to like i was just about to say yeah i was just yeah. about to say like, and he'll be like well 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 dan down the street is doing it this way did you see how he did his lawn like maybe we should do this i was like, just gonna say <laughs> lawns that was the first yeah. thing i was gonna say like all i can see is andy i'm sure there's a fucking there's an eated dvd anyway where andy's doing a fucking lawn i'm sure i've seen it like an old one yeah but the imagery just immediately in my head just like oh He's got big dad energy. He in has a good boy. in he, a good way. He does, but he's also just so like not that guy. Like all of the guys in this neighborhood, they all drive these ridiculously big trucks for no reason. Like exactly what you like. It's probably like an American like stereotype. I don't know if you guys have like just big ass trucks for no fucking reason over there. No, you guys, we you guys have that. Love to drive a truck for no reason. Not hauling anything. There's nothing in the back ever. And that's just like, and that's like the neighborhood that we live in is just dads with trucks. And dads then, with trucks with stickers on the back. Yeah. And the stickers like, I don't know. It's something about a gun, something about guns yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, so he's like, she's like, I don't know. God damn it. I lost my, well. I lost my microphone. Hold on. Okay. I think we're good. Um, so he's like, maybe I should get a truck. I don't know. Maybe I need like a big truck, but he didn't do it. He got a tiny SUV. <laughs> So he's just like big man in a small SUV. I mean, it's still an SUV though. America's yeah, got yeah. that shit on lock. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna get on slightly onto topic because I need to think of this anyway. What okay. do I put like next to your name on the podcasting thing? Yeah, I will have to put what you do. Yeah, but so like initially. I think I started following you on Instagram because you were a, a... Does it count as bodybuilding? Like bikini? Yeah, it does. It's, it's different, but it's the same. <laughs> it's like... So what's the, it's, the official it's technically, technically, I'm a professional bodybuilder, or you can say professional, like, fitness competitor. That kind of... I feel like that's easier for people to kind of wrap yeah. their heads around. Um, or you can just say, like, fitness pro... Um, fitness pro yeah that'll be the one people people listening to this will be like i can already see what it is so fucking get past this bit fitness pro is the one yeah so if like and if i was like every other uh fitness pro i would put that in my ig handle so that everyone would know but i just do my name so <laughs> uh but yeah so like so technically i'm a, prof- I'm a professional bodybuilder i'm in the ifeb the international federation of bodybuilding but i do bikini and i kind of just do it when i feel like doing it like i'm I, I don't know sometimes i don't really it's hard to like identify with it's hard to say like oh i'm a bikini pro because i kind of compete like every now and then and yeah. sometimes like one time i just took three years off and i'm like do i still call myself a bikini pro <laughs> like technically i guess so i don't yeah. know how it works when you get the so you get the pro card how does it work because i've had like a power lifters on here and mm-hmm. they've told me how that works but mm-hmm. i don't know how the ifbb is like the, the that's the top cream of the crop yeah yeah so like that's like you know when you watch the olympia that's the ifbb um so that would be if i wanted to really push this 
that would be my next goal would be to go to the Olympia, like to qualify for it. But how it starts is, so you start competing in the NPC, which is amateurs. Um, you're definitely not getting paid for anything. You're paying a lot. It's, it's probably like a thousand bucks a show if you add everything up. So you compete in the NPC. If you, you have to win a show and qualify for nationals, go to nationals and then win that. And then you, you turn pro. And then, then from there, yeah, yeah. Is there money? I mean, not much. <laughs> not much. I, it's not I like, it's not a career. It's, it's interesting. Um, and like, you know, when Andy and I talk about wrestling, like even when you're just starting out, like you're getting like, f- like an appearance fee. So it's just interesting that like in bodybuilding, you barely get paid you're you're basically out of pocket for for a lot of it so it's definitely it's not a job really like most people have to have you know a full-time job um if you are winning pro shows like in bikini the purse isn't very much but maybe like a few thousand dollars and then of course you win more if you're like sponsors yeah yeah again not a lot so you really like you have to have a career of some sort which, you know, a lot of people, they'll do coaching if they don't have, you know, something else like a day job. Um, I have a day job in marketing. Um, and then I do a little bit of coaching on the side. I keep my roster like really short because it's just, it's just too much. But yeah, yeah. Competing is expensive. It is. So it's like, it's basically like fucking music. Everyone thinks that you're rich as fuck and you're not. Yeah, I think that, yeah, there's that assumption, right? It looks kind of, yeah. it looks glamorous. And then, you know, when you actually like get into it and you realize, yeah, it's a little, I think when, it's a little different. The way, when I realized that bodybuilding might not make that much money was when I saw Ronnie, Col- Ronnie Coleman selling that cream. The fucking, you know, do you know the cream? No, what I cream? Mean? What? Oh my God. So Ronnie Coleman, like, like a weight loss like cream it looks like a tim and eric thing it's a called weight like, loss cream oh my god it's called like fucking shrink cream or something oh and like like sweet on. sweat or something it's probably sweet sweat no it's not even mm. that it's just the fucking cream <laughs> that burns fat apparently yeah and like and you have to think about that the the bigger you are so if you you know the there's there's like these levels of divisions and you know at the top are guys like that and the bigger you are the more drugs there are involved. And that is really expensive. Like the good drugs are incredibly expensive. So I know that the male competitors have good shit is always expensive. Yeah. I know that they have a harder time. I've heard a lot of stories, um, a lot of kind of dark stories because they, they just have such a hard time. And if they don't have another job and they're trying to afford these drugs and then competing and traveling, like you have to travel to these shows, you've got to fly and get a hotel room. So I, I've heard that it's it's really tough for them. So, so I, my shit's easy. Fri- my shit's real easy. I had a friend, Luke Sandow, who was going to Olympia last year. Last year. Um, and he died. And oh, shit. He, like, he was at the Arnold Classic and he was doing Olympia and then lockdown happened and then... I was, this is fucking dark. I was going to do a podcast with him on the Wednesday and I spoke to him on the Sunday and he was like, yeah, yeah. Like we're just chatting about how shit lockdown was doing the podcast on the Wednesday. 
died on the Tuesday and his best friend came out and said that he'd killed himself and they saw, they, they found him. Yeah. But the family came out and said that it was some sort of heart failure. Yeah, and we, so we they, hear they, about a lot of heart failure in bodybuilding. But it's like a weird, like, his best mate yeah, said. Yeah, so that's weird. Said they found, and like posted, you know, checking on your friend's stuff, like, which, which would suggest yeah. suicide. And Luca talked about like mad shit. Like like that before, like me and him talk used to talk quite openly about mm-hmm. feeling fucking mental. <laughs> and uh, so he was then, kind of he he did have some stuff he, going on in his yeah. In but his the book, family yeah. said said heart failure or something like that. Yeah, the, the weirdest shit. I don't know, and like, it's probably hard for um. Actually, my my stepbrother killed himself, and I think it's like for the family to talk about it. There's almost like a weird kind of shame or i don't know i don't know i think it's maybe they just don't really want to put that out there yeah this got fucking dark really quick let's fucking make it <laughs> let's just start. talk about but it. anyway so the uh, you don't get paid but you uh, i mean yeah. you you have a full full-time job in marketing yeah. the reason you're here is to tell me about biohacking but i don't want to go fucking straight in there yeah because yeah. you've got like quite an interesting like yeah we have like a lot of parallels too like i i was excited to talk to you because we have there's like there's just some parallels there's like coffee like i worked in specialty coffee for a while there's music like i i was raised in the music industry um so i feel like there's there's some kind of some parallels and then like in the last like year and a half, I know that you've been focusing on some stuff with like the mental aspect of biohacking. And like, that's, that's been really interesting, like getting into the breathing shit and you know, all that stuff that people don't really want to do, but that actually I, I works. Mean, I have gone real deep and that's why I don't want to like fucking, I don't want to blow, blow our podcast load <laughs> immediately. Right you got to make people wait. So, exactly. We've got to fucking do a little bit of just, there's a little bit of podcast chat before the podcast yeah. fucking real shit Yeah, a happens. little witty, witty banter. So, why don't you work in coffee anymore? Coffee's the fucking best. I know. I, I, I had so much fun. And I was just thinking recently, I was like, damn. Oh, because, um, so the biggest coffee convention in the U.S. is SCA. And um, I had to go to it a couple of times. It was in Seattle. It's huge. Um, it's just, it's so much fun. And... There was like one of those like Facebook or Instagram memories things. And it said that, you know, four years ago I was at that thing and it was just, it's such a fun industry. Um, I left because I had a really cool opportunity in LA. Um, I had been consulting for this small frozen food company. We were making, you probably heard of it, that real good foods. It's like that low carb pizza. Yeah. So I had been their marketing consultant there. They were like a tiny team, like four people. I was consulting for them on the side and then they offered me a full-time gig as their vice president of marketing. So I just, I just kind of had to take it. Um, it was just too good of a gig. And like, I just, I wanted to be close to my dad and I kind of wanted to be back in LA. I was living in Northern California at the time. So I just, I took that job, but coffee's the shit. It's so much fun. I just, I love like, cause before that I worked in wine. So I did wine marketing for 10 years in Napa Valley. And this is all while competing bodybuilding. Yeah. Yeah. I started competing when I was working in wine. Yeah. 
Because I remember like bringing my little like lunch. I, when I was like when I was first starting out, I was so proud. I would bring my little lunchbox into the winery, and everyone would just be like trash, and I'd be like eating my broccoli and yeah. So, so I worked in wine for a while, and it was very fun. But the generation that dominates the wine industry is older, very traditional. Um, like Fuck I, off. Yeah, it I'm was done like, with old people. I'm you know, <laughs> seriously done with them. <laughs> You're just done with them. I'm, the, I'm the, well, just done with them. That's good because COVID's just taken them out. So that works. That's, honestly, <laughs> I really, I feel. I'm sorry if anyone's had an old person taken out by COVID, but. For the majority of old people, just fuck off. Just, I'm done with you. You're voting for the wrong shit. You're doing the wrong shit. It's our time now. Just stay indoors. You might die from COVID, so everyone stay indoors and we'll just fucking do whatever we fucking want. Yeah, except you're going to meet my dad at some point, like if you play a show in LA or something, and he's the coolest old person. He's almost 80, and he's just still just like doing shit in music and just like going for hikes and like smoking weed. And he's just like the coolest hippie. And you'll be like, what he the can fuck? Stay. You're he 80? can stay. I'm like how? My, my parents can stay and then okay, your everyone pa- okay. else can go away. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. This is but, what I want to say about your dad. Huh? Because I've seen a number of times he or you or someone has a Fleetwood Mac gold disc. Um, I've got it probably. So yeah, it's, it's right here. So that's so what did your dad do? What's his, and then what's this his deal? Is, and then this is his REO one. So, so my dad's a record producer um, and he worked throughout like the seventies, eighties, and then did a little bit of stuff in the nineties. And then kind of like, essentially like as soon as everything switched from analog to, to digital, like as soon as pro tool showed up, my dad was like, Oh, I'm out. <laughs> so, really? but he was also like, he, he was at retirement age. And I think he was just so, far along with it that as soon as that happened and i like i remember talking with him about it like as soon as you could basically record an album in your own house yeah i think that maybe he felt i don't know maybe he felt like he wasn't needed or he felt like fuck i'm gonna have to completely relearn everything i remember him being like i'm gonna have to fucking learn pro tools and i'm like you know and he was in like his 60s (laughs) like so yeah so um yeah the fluid mac one was over there he um i think he engineered that one um ario ario Wagon, he worked with for a long time so those guys are all like the lead singer is my godfather um they're like our family wow. so like i i grew That's up crazy really with those guys um he did most of ario he did a lot of foreigner um he did a lot of fleetwood mac because i because I believe he did rumors too. Um, and then like he did some cool shit up in Northern California uh, where the record plant is in Sausalito. He worked with Santana and Grateful Dead. So there's like really cool stories about that. Like I, just, I feel like there needs to be like a documentary or I need to like write a book or something because my dad is just his whole journey is really cool and he's a sweetheart. So he kind of like he was, I, I think, kind of naive and kind of, um, uh, he, he gave people the benefit of the doubt a lot. So he got, you know, there were times when he might get kind of like walked on, um, oh, no. but he's now, I, now I feel bad for the stuff I said about old people. I was joking. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> no, but he's just like, I was joking. <laughs> my dad, I mean, my dad and Andy are really similar, like just fucking sweethearts. Like of course just, they are. that's Freud that's, right there. 
that's that's for that's you you've picked him for that yeah, reason exactly yeah know. that's, that's, how, that's it works. how it works yeah music you know sweetheart yeah my mom my mom is scottish i now live in scotland with a woman who's from scotland all right like, it's there it just is. what yeah. fucking that's what that's happens what in your brain yeah as long as you do it in a healthy way right my mom or anything crazy no, like, yeah it's, but you know <laughs> you, you gravitate you gravitate to whatever you, what's what, comfortable yeah, yeah yeah and but the hope is that you do that in a healthy way right because like my dad is awesome my mom is not cool so my mom's like she's got problems um i haven't oh, seen no. her since i was 15 so i think what i what i did first when i was dating was i dated her a couple times you know oh. i found someone like her and then i went oh shit okay i see what i'm doing i felt like people like that kept being kind of like given to me and it was like a, Hey, you need to learn your lesson and move on. Yeah. Um, and then I, I feel like I finally did. And then, you know, I went and found my dad, <laughs> my, my daddy, he's <laughs> my daddy. The, the fucking best though. It's like I know. I, when it's you two great. got together, I was just like, that's, that's some yeah. fucking Brangelina shit. Jacked, jacked Brangelina. Jacked Brangelina. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you like work out together? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. We don't do the same thing though, and I will never do that with anyone. I won't do that with my girlfriends. Like that thing where you're working yeah. out with someone and you're doing the same exercises. I I can't do that with anybody. That's just why not? I don't know. I just I'm so Come used on, give to me the pro. The pro. I'm so used pro. to doing it on my own. Like I like to have headphones in. I don't like to talk to anyone. I really like to get into like a zone. Um, it's very meditative for me because, and, and that's like, like lifting really, if you think about it, it really is meditation because you're focusing on, hold on, I got to adjust my, my phone here. Um, you're focusing on your breathing. Um, you're not thinking about other things. Um, it's just, you know, you're just doing something by yourself. You're kind of in your own head and that's essentially meditation you know, you're breathing and, um, and you're kind of blocking out the rest of the world. So I, when I started lifting, I started doing it alone. I, I, I didn't start with anyone. I didn't have a trainer or anything. Um, so I think that I'm just used to doing it that way and just kind of, you know, being on my own. I think I'm like, I'm in two minds about it because I've since lockdown, I've got like my own little place to work out now. And I do love having my own music on. Yeah. And just, there is something about just when you've got, when you've got a song that you really like and like a breakdown hits or something real heavy hits, mm -hmm. you can work harder. It's like proven yeah. that you can, you can do it. But if I don't hang out with people at the gym, I don't ever hang out with people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's that. I, I'm yeah. so like bad at keeping up with friends or whatever. So when I lived in Reading, I used to, I used to hang out with my mates at the gym, and that that would was be, like your social would, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I that's like you're going else. to a bar, like exactly. Yeah. So when when I moved when I moved to Nottingham, that was literally all I had because I had no friends. So that was I loved training with other people, and now I kind I kind of miss it. Yeah. I do I you I work out? Is it, how do I pronounce her name? Is it Leica? Leica? Leica. Leica. Do you guys work yeah. out together? Um, sh I've started getting her to come and yeah. cause she, she like, 
she has the the biggest booty in the world, like <laughs> genetically. Yeah, she's already like, got that. Hasn't, yeah, hasn't Love squatted. It. So then she like, yeah, yeah, she wanted to like tone up or whatever, and just like, I had to obviously have the conversation of all the, you need to do is e- exercise. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to do the specific. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do sit-ups to get rid of anything around your belly or whatever. It's amazing. I can only imagine how infuriating this is to you. But even, like, friends on tour that express, like, interest of wanting to work out, and then you're like, yeah, just do this. Count your calories. Do this. Yeah, and they simple. go, ah. <laughs> should I Should I be doing... I, I feel like I should be doing more sit-ups because I want it to go from there. And then you're just like... I yeah. just fucking face palm. Yeah. But could you please explain why that doesn't work? <laughs> so we all have abs. Even someone with a shit body has abs, right? <laughs> Everyone has abs. That's such an unpc way of saying they're, it. Just, they're under just there. A shit body. <laughs> but, Not like you know, so, someone has maybe just let, the let themselves go. No, someone has a shit body. <laughs> Um, like we've all got them they're under there they're just under fat so that's why you can see like there's a difference between someone who's jacked and someone who's skinny and i think that sometimes people misconstrue those um and we see this in wrestling sometimes (laughs) and i'm always because i'm always looking at people's bodies in wrestling because i'm just like fascinated by the different shapes and looks and characters and just in general there's people who you might someone would see them and go oh they're they're shredded and it's like no they're just skinny there there's a big difference between someone who's you can jacked the because they lift yeah but yeah so everyone's got abs and it's just how much fat is on top of them and, and it's just anything fat. localized doesn't take it away I from think, that area yeah core strength is great and that's how people need to think about it it's core strength because your core is it's it's stabilizing everything right so work your abs and work your core because you don't want a back injury like that's the only reason i work my abs yeah. is because i don't want to hurt my back i would need my abs to activate no i'm gonna give you a six pack without getting rid of the yeah. fat which is just through exercise not yeah. through anything stomach related like more stomach exercises it's not like yeah it's not like they're gonna pop through your fat like you have to get rid that's of your fat think, first though. that's what people think i know and it's crazy yeah when i see like overweight people doing ab stuff i'm like this is such a waste of time and i feel bad and i obviously can't say anything but i feel bad that they're wasting so much time because they could do body weight squats and they yeah. would fucking burn a lot of calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and really that's what, what they have to do is they just have to burn calories. So I yeah. could, yeah, I could do no ab exercises and just diet down and I would have abs. Um, but, of course, as you get older <laughs> and you start, like, hurting yourself as a bodybuilder, you're like, fuck, I have to train my core simply because I don't want my back to go out because, like, that in the past few years just, like, started happening. It's like I hit my 30s and then my back was just, like, it just started to go. Wait. How old are you? I'm about to turn 35. I, one one month from to today, I turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One month I, from today, I, I turn 35. Younger. Really? Oh, that's cool. That's great. Respect. You were like, Respect. Andy. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. What's Andy yeah, thought, doing? No, I didn't, no, I didn't think like real young. Andy oh, and I shit, love, we, we love talking about our age discrepancy because, so he'll be, he'll tell me a story of something that he did when he was, um, 
15. Like he'll he'll be telling me something cool about when he was 15 and I'll just say, "Yeah, I was um I was 6 years old." <laughs> like it's just, or like when I so I I started going to every time I die shows when I was 14 and he was 23. Yeah, but for the record, so you didn't weird. know each other then. We didn't know each other. No, <laughs> thank God. We didn't you need meet to clear until that I was right until now. I was, yeah. yeah, you know, I met Andy when, when, I was, I, when I was fourteen. <laughs> we fell in love. Um, how, did, how, did, how did Andy get cancelled? Oh, his girlfriend did a podcast <laughs> and um, revealed. <laughs> fucking hell! Right? Yes. Okay. So, for the record, no, they've only no. met in the no. last few years. Um, yes. The right. I'm still on this fitness thing because. Yeah. You're you're a wealth of knowledge. Okay, so I've got, uh, I right. Getting older. How much does getting older actually play a play a part? Because I was about three years ago. I was fucking jacked. Like, in fact, no, probably just a bit skinny and a bit jacked. But it was the best fucking shape that I've ever been in, and I worked out pretty fucking hard. But yeah. It's, it was, like, relatively easy to have and to maintain. And mm-hmm. then lockdown happened last year. I hit the bottle real hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, just got a little bit fatter, and I can't get rid of it. I think, are you tracking your calories? Yes. Have you tried dropping and- them down? <laughs> have you tried taking some food away? Yeah, but no, th- so this is, what I, this is what I'm getting at. So I was, I was like cutting on 2,900 calories last time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm on 2,300 and yeah. nothing's happening. Yeah. So I, it could be due to lockdown, it, just the fact that maybe you're not getting outside and just getting that non-exercise activity as much oh steps um, and stuff that's everything for me and as There's soon no as steps happening <laughs> yeah and there is really something to be said for getting outside and getting sunshine i think that there's like there's a whole lot of studies on that and um and i believe that basically sitting inside and not getting natural light has an impact on your metabolism um i i just saw a study the other day that i'll send to you but yeah it's it's activity it's just it's movement And that's like, it's funny, I can go on vacation and not work out and just kind of eat whatever I want. But if, if it's one of those vacations where I'm walking a lot, I'm walking like miles a day, I'll just, I'll come home and I'll just have dropped pounds, even though I like flew, ate a bunch of garbage. (sighs) It's movement for me. I I have to get steps. You just, you just completely nailed that immediately because I've been racking my brains, but yeah, I think you I know. Didn't even think of non-exercise yeah. movement, and I'm doing none. Like when that was happening, I was walking my old, big old dog for like probably a mile every morning, and then doing. And then just think of your daily activity. Yeah, just nothing. think about yeah, just think about like getting in your car, going here. You park, you walk in, you walk around a store, whatever. Just things, just the way that we used to live. It, there was just naturally more activity and the tiniest things add up. Um, and there's, there's a pie chart that I'll have to send to you that shows your daily caloric expenditure and where it comes from. So you burn calories when you work out, you burn calories when you eat food. Um, and you know, you burn calories when you do just regular activity. They call it neat N E A T non-exercise activity 
I think it's thermogenesis. Um, one of those big words. But that, that non-exercise activity makes up like a huge part of the pie chart of your daily caloric expenditure. And it's just the shit that people don't think about. Even like fidgeting, like people who sit and like fidget a little bit, they, they actually burn a lot more calories than someone who doesn't sick because all I'm, that I'm, I'm yeah they start big, shaking I'm are you a, a fidgeter big fucking f- i'm a fidgeter that's anyway. great <laughs> that's like, great the, everyone should be i'm not i should just be fucking doing more shit uh, but that really annoys yeah. me because i love i so, love to eat so yeah on, jump on it on. i mean like just try jumping on the stuff i swear for one week you know give yourself a step goal mine's 10k but every now and then if i had um, if I had a weekend with Andy and we were traveling and we kind of ate some garbage, I might give myself like a 15 K or 20 K goal for just like a few days. I just know what my body likes. And I also know that when my body's moving, like low intensity, low impact movement, that's when my body feels the best as well. So for me, movement is really healing. I need to stay fluid. I need to, um, I just, I have to keep my body moving for the sake of like my back and my hips and all that shit, I just feel better. And also like, like I said, like as I get older and now I've been doing this bodybuilding shit for 10 years, I'm kind of rethinking my workouts and realizing that bodybuilding workouts, just traditional bodybuilding workouts, like five days a week are going to hurt me. And I have to move away from that and like find more balance and do maybe two lifts a week, like two heavy lifts a week. And then maybe another day I'm doing yoga or uh, maybe I'll, you know, go rock climbing or go hiking or like do, I need more balance. I need to do more things that humans naturally do, which picking up something really heavy and contracting the shit out of your muscles is just not great for us. We need to be like lengthened. Like we need to do yoga and Tai Chi and like just walk you know because we need to stay long because a body that's like this that's just contracted that's where injuries happen and that's when you know after a few years of bodybuilding that was how the injuries started and my doctor i'm working with this really great spine guy right now and he's like it's just wear and tear it just is what it is but you know it's going to happen anyone who's been doing this for a while but now i'm doing more like stabilizing stuff like i'll do a workout where I'm just doing like single leg holds or like a lunge or a squat and I'm just trying to hold it as long as I can and I'm shaking and that's good because all of the tiny little muscles around my big muscles are actually firing and they're showing my body how to stay stable and not get hurt. With bodybuilding, I'm not recruiting any of the little muscles. I'm only using big muscles, which means there's no stabilization involved, which means my back can just go out at any time. And, re- and that can happen to anybody. Like, you know, I'm sure that you had a lower back thing happen from doing deadlifts. Oh, like my lower back is f- completely fucked. <laughs> yeah. And a but, lot of that, I think is that we don't, we're not, we're not activating all of the tiny, tiny little muscles in our body. My, it's f- really like coincidental that you said that because my instinct when, when I wasn't losing weight, when I'm not losing weight right now, I'm fucking trying, but was to do more days a week because what had happened is I was doing obviously less movement, which which I hadn't even thought about, but I was doing less workouts a week. Mm-hmm. I was going 
one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off, which what I used to do was like five days on, two days off. But so when this weight loss stalled, I was like, oh, I'll just do more. And I went back Mm -hmm. to going five days a week and I injured myself immediately. Mm. And that was your I body saying I, like, no, that's yeah, not no. it. <laughs> and I found that I played drums. The period where I was working out less, which kind of relates to what you, what you were saying, I played the drums so much better because I'm not in that constantly contracted state. Mm. I'm like, yeah, there's there's more, there's less like your body can just move around more freely. Yeah, At, like, yeah. I feel like if I did a really heavy lift. And then the next day I tried to do anything like play any sort of instrument. They're guaranteed. I'm not going to be hundred percent. I might be more kind of 70% because I'm trying to recover from this other thing. And my muscles are kind of like, no. So that it totally makes sense. And the then, bad thing is that yeah. on the, on the day, if I train on the day that I play the drums, I'm really good. I'm really limber, but it is always that recovery mm. day. I'm fucking yeah. dog shit. And that's, well, I mean, that's really good for you to know because then you can kind of plan everything around that. Like, that's how, what Andy does with wrestling too. Like he never, for him, he doesn't like to work out the day of. So he, he does not like to work out in the morning before he wrestles. Um, he likes to kind of, he likes to work out a couple days before a wrestling match and then come into it just kind of, he just likes to come into it fresh. Um, so like, you just kind of have to, be able to listen to your body and balance all the things that you do. There's also when you said that you went in and you were like lifting five days a week, I think that like with your weight loss stalling, there is a point at which you're stressing out your body too much with the lifting. And then you end up with inflammation basically. And you end up with a body that's pushing back on you. And that's when like, we see that in bodybuilding all the time. And that's when we'll do something like back to back rest days. Like if I had a a client that I coach and she was just going really, really hard. That's why you see deload weeks. That's why you see people who are like, okay, I'm going to take a couple of days off. Like it's just too much. Like I can't do it. And I think that that was why I ended up with some problems like the hormonal problems and like the cortisol problems about five years into bodybuilding. I think it's that for the first few years, I just went really hard And I felt like I could, you know, I was like, I think I started when I was 24 and I felt great, you know, and I just didn't know that, that all of that, that like six days a week and then probably doing cardio on the seventh day eventually was going to just like drive me into the ground. So what happened then? If you want, if you don't mind going into it. Well, so I didn't get injured, but everything showed up like in my hormones. So I... So I started bodybuilding. I started competing a year later. The next year I got my pro card. And then right after that, because when you turn pro, you want to jump into a pro show immediately. You just kind of want to establish yourself, kind of just say hi to the judges. Hey, I'm here. Don't forget about me. Um, Check it out. Like, look at me in the lineup of pros and tell me what the feedback is. So Mm. you kind of just want to jump right in. So after I got my pro card, I went to jump into pro shows and I had already been competing for like a solid two years and my body just like got really like puffy it was very strange I wasn't losing weight I stalled um my coach had to put me on keto to pull any sort of water off and my body still was like no I hate this my body hates keto and I so I jumped into those two shows kind of looking like shit 
Um, but good, still like good to jump in and just feel out a pro show because it's very different. The posing is different. Um, so after like right after that, my coach looked at me and she's like, you have to get your hormones tested because I was just puffy. Like if you're holding on to water um, in a strange way. And it's just, there's just a different kind of a watery, puffy look. Like there's a good chance that there's hormones involved. So she was like, go get a test immediately. I got tested and everything was off. Like estrogen, DHEA, cortisol, everything was fucked. Um, and I think it was so just I know what my, what from diet. my levels are of those things. Yeah. So I want to know, I want to know what, what were they, were they high, low? So my estrogen was extremely low however at the same time i was still estrogen dominant because my progesterone was like in the gutter so i somehow had low estrogen but also estrogen dominance at the same time my cortisol was low and my doctor said that i had basically had a cortisol dump where like my cortisol had been so high that i just like it just dumped after that and i had like nothing else yeah um dhea was very low and that was apparently one of my biggest problems so i jumped on dhea um i for the most part i went about all of it very naturally so thank god i have a coach who is so cool that she's like she doesn't care if i compete she's like i just want you healthy so what we did really i had to just practice patience for like a good six months really for like three months i had to go pretty hard on this um my first steps were i took a month off of caffeine and I took a month off of the gym. And <laughs> I, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Well, it's funny because nah. at first she had me do two weeks off of coffee, and then I just started feeling so good that I was don't like, "Tell me, I, I know, I, I know, I know. know, I know." But I also I had been feeling like shit for a long time, so I think I just needed it, just anything at that point was going to feel good. So I took a month off of that, and I took a month off of training too. I just did like yoga and walking because I just I needed to get the mental stress down and I needed to get the physical stress down as well. Cause I don't think people don't think about lifting weights as stress. And it is, it's a, it's like a lot of really intense stress on your body and your body doesn't really know the difference between stress, between the different types of stress. It just feels like it's just under, you know, some oh, like, what, like mental stress and physical strength. Yeah. Stress, your body just, yeah, they'll, they'll, the they'll both fuck you up. Yeah. So I just, was like, I'm just going to sleep and take baths and do yoga. And that was, I had kind of gotten into the biohacking stuff a little bit before. I was really into like, um, there's some, some, weed. some cool, I'm really into weed. <laughs> um, I am very much. I've been into weed for a long time. Um, I know. <laughs> um, I had really gotten into the sauna because there's very cool research about how the sauna boosts cardio endurance. Um, and I had learned about that from Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She's put out some really cool studies on that. So I was getting into the sauna as a means of making my cardio easier while I was prepping for shows. So that was like kind of one of my very first little like biohacking things that I got into. But then when my hormones got fucked, I was like, well, what else am I going to do? I'm not working out or anything. And I'm going to solve this naturally. Like I, like I just, I didn't want to go to a doctor. I didn't want a prescription. I just, I knew that I could figure it out naturally, either with food or habits or little tactics, you know? So that was kind of when I started researching a ton. And I was also just coming off of keto. 
and I wasn't sure how I felt about it. So I went kind of hard on trying to learn about just what exactly keto does to your body and what the benefits are and should I do it or not. And then I started really like trying different diet things and kind of fucking around to like find that exact thing that works for me because I just, I wasn't convinced with keto. I didn't, I didn't feel very good. So I've tried it and I, I like, I don't know what it does with my blood sugar or something, but I could kill someone. Like yeah. I could, uh, like the, my temper, yeah, my everything is like off the charts if I do keto. Yeah. It's crazy. Even if I'm eating sense. like 3,000 calories of yeah, fat, whatever, Which, avocado that doesn't and even fucking whatever. feel good. I felt like I had no, sludge in my stomach. <laughs> I felt like, I felt greasy, like from the inside. <laughs> I just felt gross. Yeah. So, and then now after, so I did keto, I've tried carnivore just because people were talking about it for a while. And I was like, fuck it. I'll try it. I like steak. Tried that. It was kind of fun for a few weeks. And then I was like, did it have the miracle fucking effects that everyone says it does? I don't think so. Not that I know no, I don't of. Think any of these, but do, I also no. like, I don't know the people who are really big proponents of it. I think they talk about like how it can help autoimmune disorders and like some real serious health shit that I just don't have. Um, it was fine it was whatever it's not really sustainable again i just like i'm yeah. looking for a diet that's sustainable because that's the one that you're gonna stick to right so yeah that's why i just don't believe in keto because i i don't think first of all i don't think that people do it right because they're not tracking their food um yeah. and if i'm gonna do keto i'm gonna do it like to the number and make sure that i'm actually getting the most out of it um yeah carnivore no i i just i'm i thrive on high carbs and lower ish fat and I, oh, yeah. but I had to learn through trial and error for people that don't know because this is primarily a music podcast I guess uh, keto is when you have no carbohydrates whatsoever whatsoever, and there's some science involved yeah. whatever that can't be bothered to talk about it um, <laughs> so the what so you, you fixed for the most part your hormone problems with biohacking yeah yeah with with a lot of rest um prioritizing my sleep and finding little ways that i could do that and then i could sleep better um and just yeah just de-stressing and, and finding different whether it was like supplements or a specific strain of weed that works really well for me or a breathing exercise um and this and really all of this is biohacking and that's, I think, where people get a little bit tripped up because they think the biohacking is some special thing that's like out of reach, that's like difficult. Mm. Biohacking is literally just recognizing what you currently have going on and just finding cool, interesting ways to fix it. Like if I'm like, oh, I'm not sleeping great. Okay, let me look into some interesting breathing exercises from Dr. James Nestor, who's like the breathing expert. Let me like listen to his podcast and see what I can do about my sleep. Okay. And then you try it and you're like, well, shit, that worked. It's just like taking yourself to the next level and doing what the average person just doesn't want to do. Breathing, the Wim Hof breathing stuff, literally, I would say changed my life. And if I want to be really fucking dramatic, quite possibly saved my life. That's like, so cool. That shit is amazing. That's really just cool. The even i'm sure it's not not indicative just to the wim hof stuff but just i had never taken deep breaths 
yeah. in my fucking How life. funny is that? I reckon the first time that I did it, I took more deep breaths during that, like the 40 deep breaths that I took then, I probably hadn't taken that year. Crazy. And and that's most people. And so, you know, I mentioned James Nestor. I kind of just got into him. He is the author of the book called, I think it's just called Breathe. And he has a cool podcast. Um, and he's literally like, this is just, this is his topic. It's just breathing. And um, I heard him on a podcast one time say, if you did anything 25,000 times a day, wouldn't you want to do it at least kind of well? Like, wouldn't you want to do it pretty well? Better, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. So he, he's like, you don't want to do something 25,000 times a day and do it really bad. Like, don't do that. Like, so then I was like, okay, so maybe if I improved even 30% of those breaths, I could see a positive impact. And it was like, yeah, I did. And then, you know, obviously we're not going to do deep breathing 100% of the day, but it's like, if you can do 20, 30, and then I don't know, maybe even 40, I don't know. But if you can just do like any portion of that really, really well, it's going to benefit you. And the science is now it's out there. Like for anyone who doesn't believe the Wim Hof science is absolutely fucking mental. That's some crazy shit. shit. He's like curing like things go. He's like curing inflammation in his body, right? Yeah, they injected him with E. coli, which has a 99.999 success rate in infecting you. He did his breathing exercise after they put it in him. And then they watched his body fight it off. And then they went, okay, then, so you're just an outlier. Like, you That's have like some sort fluke. of gene. Yeah. And then he went, okay, give me 15 people. And then he, they gave him 15 people, and it took, like, two weeks. And I think, like, 14 out of the 15 beat the test, mm. which had a previous 99.9% fucking... Yeah. That's wild. Just through breathing and cold exposure. The cold exposure... I was going to ask you if you're, if you're doing that part as well i'll be honest with you the last sort of month this is what I, I am the worst human being i am the guy you know whatever that saying is like half an ounce of weed bro no <laughs> half an ounce of uh half an ounce of prevention is worth an ounce of cure or what whatever yeah. the fuck the yeah, thing yeah. is right i am the guy that's like oh fuck i cut my arm off uh, i guess give me a plaster like i will I fixed my mental health and then I stopped doing the stuff that fixed it. Yeah. For yeah. The, so for the last like yeah. two months, man, maybe a month, that's, six weeks. That's like, that's anybody. I've been I there stopped. with like injuries and shit. Yeah. Where it's like, I know I I'm supposed to continue. Yeah. 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 I yeah. can feel it just creeping up now. And you know what? After this, I'm going to have a bath. I'm going to do my breathing exercise in the yeah. bath, which they tell you not to do. But I fully trip out when I do it in the bath. So I, I know. You told, me, you told me that you got like high off of breathing in the bath. The, it, the breathing shit and then the breath hold specifically. Yeah. I have like full trips sometimes. And it's like, there's some, been some weird, like I've done a lot of fucking drugs. Like, I know what a trip is. I know the sort of stuff that I see, the sort yeah. of stuff. And it, it like is different to all of that. It's not yeah. like a mushroom trip or anything like that. I've had like, I had like a weird premon, like, so if, for anyone that doesn't know, the Wim Hof thing, you do like 40 big breaths. I'm going to completely summarize it. You do like 40 huge breaths, a big exhale, and then you hold your breath, not like, 
just until you feel like you need to take a deep breath in. Mm-hmm. And then when you take a deep breath in, you hold that for 15 seconds. And during those 15 seconds, I would say out of my four rounds, maybe two of them, I have like two of them every single time. I have like a transcendental experience. Mm-hmm. And in the, I, I got a real good, there's a, it's a, bootleg one but it's a brian eno like just soundscapes and oh yeah we listen someone's, that's what, someone's we'll listen to that in the sauna and do breathing exercises so yeah and someone's superimposed the wim hof breathing on top of this eno stuff yeah and he counts you down from the 15 seconds and there's been times where i've left this realm <laughs> had some crazy dream like where i felt like i've been there and then come back, felt like I've been gone for ages, like a fucking, literally like a DMT trip. Yeah. Come back and he's still got seven seconds left to count. So I've been, I wonder, I've been out for a second. I wonder if, because you know how, uh, you know the connection with DMT in your pineal gland? I wonder if this breathing is activating your pineal gland in some way. That's what he says it does. He says it okay, does. Okay, that the, makes the, sense. The, the, the decalcification yeah yeah of the and mine was definitely like a fucking it was, old it was dishwasher oh, it was <laughs> yeah, like the white shit around it cow, i need some fucking cow gun just in literally inject it into me but there's been times where i've had like one of them that that sticks in my head because i i truly think it was some weird like not a premonition but like a weird lapse of time. Like yeah. there, there was a dream and it was just a real normal dream, but it was me and my girlfriend at the empire state building. And she's never been to New York. Right. But obviously one of the first things that will happen when the world opens up is I'll have to go to New York for stray yeah. and take her. She'll and show definitely, her the, yeah. She'll definitely yeah. come with me. So, and we'll definitely, you're going to have empire that state moment. Building. Yeah. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, am I going to get there and be like, and if I go there and I've had, if I get deja vu, yeah, like that's really, I will have yeah. f- unlocked <laughs> something. Like it will yeah, be yeah. the weirdest thing ever. It could just be like I had a fucking, I passed out a bit and had a little dream, but it was so that's really vivid cool. and weird. Yeah, and I just, in part of me, really wants to go there and be like, just like, how does you it know, feel? Like deja vu feeling. Yeah, but yeah. then be like. I know exactly where the de- deja vu's from. Mm-hmm. You created it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's How that's really cool. That? Yeah, I think uh, that that's um, what's uh, like what happens with Kundalini yoga as well. I know that Jordan from Every Time I Die has actually gotten really into Kundalini yoga and like breathing and yoga shit, and he's having like he's mentioned some kind of similar experiences where just through this like just this breath work, he's having like amazing experiences. It's really cool. It's so cool. There's and and a, it's just yeah. something people aren't, people just aren't willing to take even like 10 minutes and do this shit. You know? I, I'm, I'm, but even I'm like. Yeah, we're all bad at it. I'm horrible at it I'm, too. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it after this. And then I'm going to tell you if I have a fucking crazy dream about yeah. the Empire State Building. But. I'll do it Anyway. Too. This is great because you know what we did? We did the little fucking, I don't know you. I don't know you. Blah, 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 blah conversation. Now we're in some uh, fucking deep <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> Well, I want to get back on the, the hormone biohacking thing yeah. because I'm fucking bored all the time. And what I, what, 
what I do is like I'll change a supplement or do something and I'll get my blood tested all the time. Disclaimer, I get my blood tested because the minute my testosterone is at TRT levels, I'm going to fucking get it. Yeah. <laughs> and have you not so, yet? You haven't uh, had to yet? Oh, no. My, my, That's great. Uh, my testosterone levels are ridiculously high for someone that doesn't have a beard. It's fucking yeah. insane. <laughs> Wait, how old like, are you? 30. Well, how old am I? 34. You're like, you're just on the cusp. You're right at like, it's TRT time oh, is, is coming? coming. It's oh, coming. It's coming real soon. I, typically, I think 35 is the average age where a lot of guys start to kind of get into it. Yeah. In the last four years, my testosterone has gone up. We'll see though. Hey, write it out. Yeah. And do you know what? I, there's, a, there's a few things that have like, so I, I went through a stage of just like being bored, being at home, just not really doing anything. So I would just get, get a hormone panel and then I try and improve things from it. See, and that's, first that's I, so cool. I love that. The first time I did it was um, maybe like 2018 and it came back and my, my testosterone was like, my free testosterone was pretty low because my sex binding my sex globulin. hormone binding globulin globulin was, my favorite was, was word fucking was like sky high um and that was like throttling my free testosterone or whatever and uh you'll hate this long story short i found out that it was weed that was making that super super high and uh Interesting. i stopped the weed yeah and this is good, that though. went back to normal. That's, in, that's really uh, and interesting. I just, had like, I'm gonna look I just had like normal testosterone levels. Hmm. Um, and then here's a good one. I split up with my ex, mm-hmm. who I hate. May she burn in hell. <laughs> Thank you. May she burn in hell. Um, <laughs> and uh, my testosterone since then has been fucking through the roof. So she was... So she was like a, you know, how, you know how people talk about energy vampires? She was like a testosterone vampire. Was, uh, <laughs> and then you got she with this hot ass chick and then your test Maybe just like shot through the, I mean, on, if I was dating, like, a, I think my test would probably go through the roof too. I think anyone's would. I want to, I wonder if I can fucking pull it up. Like, because there's like, there's a thing in the UK where it just saves all of your stuff and you can check it and you get like doctor's notes or whatever. That's but cool. I was always checking it because the initial one was I was on the cusp of like TRT and I was like, fuck it. If I, if I need it, I need it. Yeah. And, and you then, went about it more like naturally, which is, uh, yeah. Which is and cool. I managed to, to sort it out. The other one that was fucking huge was, um, cause I, I saw you started taking it the other day was, uh, P5P vitamin B6 vitamin. Sorry. Yeah. B6. The methylated form. Methylated, of it. yeah. Um, I just got into methylated. I had, I didn't even know about it. It's so crazy. My prolactin was super high as well. Okay. Which, which would mean that I have like that. Most people with high prolactin would have had like, uh, like fucking gynomastia. Or yeah, stuff. yeah. I don't. I've got tiny little fucking raisin. Okay. Raisin nipples, and uh, then I started taking on it a, a doctor was like uh oh you want to take cable go line or whatever it's cable whatever cable um and then i like googled the side effects and they were fucking crazy and then i read a study where it was like oh 
vitamin B6, the methylated one, does the same thing, but obviously naturally. Yeah. yeah. Started taking that. Number one, prolactin went down, and as a result, estrogen went down. Mm. Testosterone went up. Love it. Number two, the male refractory period, which is after you orgasm, yeah. the amount of time it takes you to be able to, to orgasm like, again, do it, yeah. is regulated by prolactin. So if you lower that, yeah. infinite nuts. Infinite nuts? Wow. I mean, it's not infinite, but I've tested it. It's, <laughs> infinite it's... nuts is a good name for like a, like a ska band or something. Infinite nuts. <laughs> or like infinite... Inf- Infinite but nuts honestly, would be like on like fat records. <laughs> fat infinite nuts and just like checkerboard infinite <laughs> nuts and then like maybe like a monkey. That's the oh, fucking like God. a monkey with that top hat on. But that was like a side effect of it that I real I noticed and then I googled it and was like, oh, it's that shit I'm taking. But that yeah. was all natural. Yeah, which is annoying because really cool. I just want that. I just want that fucking legal juice. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get you hooked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that like the the reason that I go about shit exactly the same way as you do is again because of my dad because so I grew up with this hippie that was like we can get everything we need from the earth and he's he's from Hawaii um, and he just like he he just kind of like worships like the earth and like what it gives us um, so he, my dad has I don't even know if he's ever been to a doctor he's never been on a medication he he's seventy nine. Um, He's so healthy and every time he's ever had an issue, instead of running to a doctor for a pill, he just would try to figure it out himself and he would try to figure it out like with food, like he eats great um, or, you know, something he was doing with his training because he liked working out a lot too. Um, so I just, I, I saw a lot of that growing up. And I saw that he was able to kind of avoid just being one of those people that's just on a ton of pills. And so I think that that's why my, my natural instinct when I have an issue is to do something naturally and going on a prescription will forever be my last, like that is like my last step when everything else has failed and I truly need it. That's when I'll do it. But like I got off of, I got off of birth control. I was on birth control for 10 years and I didn't know just, of course, fucking now all the research comes out about how fucking awful it is for you. It's so bad for women in so many ways. And there was none of this research. And I didn't have like Instagram back then to like follow cool hormonal doctors like I do now. Um, But I was on for 10 years, felt like garbage for a solid 10 years. And then finally, like I got off of that. And otherwise, like I just everything natural as much as possible, you know. It's crazy that birth control is allowed to exist yeah because and so normal it, ben- it benefits men so that's why it is that's why it's yeah you can still carry on taking that we'll do the fucking tests yeah, yeah it's fine go on girls and it's fucking just rubbering up go it on. brings in so much money it's just everyone's on it you know and it's just like it's just what you do like as a girl like i turned I first did it for my skin when I was 16. I had really bad skin. And, um, but as a girl, when you are in your late teens or early twenties, it's like, okay, I was going birth control now. And like, that's just the norm. And now it's all coming out just how awful it is for you. And that the effects are 
very long lasting even when you know when you get off so i i got off of it and i i got like a non-hormonal iud um but yeah i just i just don't i don't want to fuck around with like synthetic hormones like my hormones are already complicated enough i'm a chick i don't then want to introduce something fake and try to fuck with mm. them i i, I don't want to fuck with nature too much i found that when you try to fuck with kids it, on it that's they put wild. like a 16 year old kid on yeah. that shit yeah it's crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah and and w- could could that have contributed to my shit when i was in my late 20s like maybe maybe the combination of that plus then the bodybuilding stuff you know i i don't know if that could have played a part but it's nasty yeah and for anyone you know listening um that ha that's either a girl that's on birth control or, or or a guy who has a chick on birth control like there's a lot of good research out now that just wasn't available to us before um and you can very easily find you know what what the problems are with it but there's there's other things you can do there's other methods nice, nice. yeah right. and if, if you got on. infinite nuts though you gotta you gotta be careful if you got infinite nuts oh you would certainly <laughs> don't want to mix, mix p5p with no birth control um <laughs> all right let's talk are you are you in the mushroom club are you the yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you in are you a, shro- a shroomer like yeah. not a magic kind i mean like a oh not a, a not magic okay what kind i mean i can't i like I, them all the i like i like all of them I have had some of the worst times of my life on magic mushrooms. So they're like, they're in my bad books. They are really. Do you think that it was because typically the, where you run into problems are either of course the dose is too high or in my experience, it's all about environment. And that if you don't set, I am so fucking prescriptive about my environment when I'm doing psychedelics that it's probably annoying to people who I'm with. Um, but it has to be perfect. And I learned that the hard way. Like I, so I started out for some reason, my first psychedelics that I got into, it was, it was acid and I shouldn't have, I was young and it's just, that's way too gnarly. And I had, um, one last really bad trip and now I don't do acid anymore. Um, I'll, I microdosed it one time and that was pretty fun, but, um, but I had a really bad trip, but it was just the wrong environment. And then I've only had one bad experience with mushroom. Not not even really that bad. It could have been if I stayed there longer. But again, wrong environment, loud music, bright lights, not natural. And so for me now, I know exactly where I need to be, when, what I need to eat or not eat. Like, it's so much about environment. Do you think that like with your bad experiences that that was the issue? Or what do you think? Yeah, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what they were. They okay. were. Uh, <laughs> They were at house parties yeah, and they were picked <laughs> fresh that, that day. And I thought, yeah, it's a fucking mushroom. I eat mushrooms all the time. And I ate a fresh. so many. Like, oh, no. And, and fresh ones are very different than dried ones. Oh, <laughs> very different. An insane amount of, like, I'm talking, like, of, of Liberty Caps, the old classic. I'm talking like two handfuls of oh, no. fresh ones. My oh, no. brain. I, oh, how old was I? Uh, I think I was fucking 15. So. Okay. I was going to say that. Yeah. 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 I this wasn't last year. <laughs> house party. Oh, it's never happened again. I, I did that twice. The same yeah. fucking thing. And I was just like, nah, never again. But. Yeah. Do you know what? Everything was okay. 
And I was just in another fucking world. And then I smoked an eighth on the bong to myself. Uh huh. And the world. Wow, you ended. used to love it drugs. Was, oh. <laughs> you really love drugs. <laughs> uh, now, now, now I don't, but. Eh. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, yeah. I did it all yeah, I think way it's just, far, far too young. It's just environment. Like, um, I never want to be around too many people. I only want to be around like one to two, really one to two people. Um, and I need to be in nature, um, you know, outside, preferably near trees. Um, I've had a couple of great ones and varying doses from, you know, kind of on the small side to on the bigger side. And, um, like if you just go somewhere quiet and land with the stars, it's the best and do the right dose and put on the right music. You know, it's great. I don't think my anxiety about it would ever let me now though. I don't think I know. I, I personally yeah. wouldn't want to retry it because yeah. I'm at a stage where I've managed to fix my brain. Yeah. Which back to what you say about your, uh, birth control potentially affecting how you know your hormones were later on there is no doubt in my mind that the reason my mental health had the most insane period is because i fucked up my mm. shit mm-hmm. when i was far too young yeah like when your brain was still developing and you fucked yeah, with those pathways fucking- that were growing right that were developing yeah now they're fucked and i'm fixing them with biohacking That's, i mean the, yeah. the mic the microdosing thing microdosing. appeals to me it's cool have you have you tried it yet no yeah it's it's interesting i've had both good and bad and lately i haven't been loving it i'm ha- i'm kind of in like a weird i have a weird relationship with mushrooms right now and i got invited to actually go do um a mush a, a yoga a mushroom yoga class tomorrow it's like this three hour thing in in buffalo where they want people to like eat mushrooms and then there's like a sound bath and yoga and, and all this really cool stuff and i've been on the fence about Wait, is it that legal uh it, you know you know <laughs> they're okay. advertising on instagram i don't know <laughs> um they're not giving it out that's a choice you know but i, I okay. j- even with microdosing lately i don't know um you have to again be so specific with your dose and you're getting into tiny amounts so then it's really annoying because now you're you're measuring between like teeny tiny like 0.001 gram or 0.002 grams like there's like you're Mm. you know it's very specific and i found that it can it's very energizing for me microdosing and it can be too energizing and i can feel like i drank like five red bulls and it can kind of make me like this and then it can actually induce a little bit of anxiety for me but i think that that is just a matter of dose environment you know what have i eaten that day have i had any caffeine i i I definitely steer clear of caffeine with microdosing because it is so energizing um but i think I, i might even need to taper it back way far because you're not really supposed to feel it like that you're supposed to be able to go about your day do everything normally and then at the end of the day you go wow, that was a really great day. And that, wow, that tree, like, you know, I see that tree every day, but today it just looks a little bit more beautiful. Like that's it. You shouldn't be feeling like, wow, I feel like I took something. Mushroom. Yeah. I mean, I do 
fully feel like at small doses it is there's a lot of they're doing a lot of research about using it as an antidepressant yeah. aren't they and i feel i feel like because i remember fuck me i was such a fucking lunatic when i was a kid i would do stuff like i'd be walking home from school like where i used to live there's like magic mushrooms everywhere oh and cool. i'd see one and i'd just go and just fucking like eat one freshy on the way home and then i would just be like slightly high for the rest of the yeah. evening i, oh, and, I used uh, to be so stupid that like that was, too that was fine yeah so i can see how it would work as antidepressants and there was never any like i'm not suggesting anyone goes out and just randomly grabs mushrooms off the floor but i will say this the shroom tech stuff mm-hmm. the stuff that that i asked you about yeah from, from on it shit right did here, you try it yet on it stuff yeah I tried it yesterday, and all day, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, I had uncontrollable rage, and uh, I yeah. googled the cordyceps. Yeah. And it's like a Did you do four, testosterone four booster. pills? Yeah, I you did. You do the full dose? I was fucking... I don't yeah. know if it was just I was having a bad day, but uh-huh. I was on tilt. I've had that happen. yesterday. Yeah, I've had that happen. And that was why, like, when you first told me that you were taking shroom tech, I think I said something like, okay, like, make sure you go work out or something. Yeah. Because I only take, like, some people might take maybe a low dose of shroom tech just to kind of get throughout their day. Um, I I only take it when I'm going to work out. Like, I feel like I have to burn shroom tech off. So I'll take it, like, 45 minutes before a run. Um, Cardio-wise, you're fucking flying. So shroom tech so i tried shroom tech like a long time you know i first heard about it from joe rogan of course as we all did um so i first heard about on it like when i first started bodybuilding and i heard about shroom tech and then he had someone on who was explaining why shroom tech works so well and it's you know it's because of these cordyceps mushrooms there were studies there's some area of the world where cordyceps mushrooms grow wildly and they're just everywhere and it's an area where these people they eat these mushrooms and they have insane cardio endurance and they run really far and i wish i could remember where this is but they have this wild endurance so they started doing studies with cordyceps and it like increases your vo2 max like you can run longer and faster and so i got really interested in cordyceps around the same time I was interested in the sauna stuff because I was like, I have to do so much cardio as a bodybuilder that I might as well make it really awesome. Um, yeah. But I have to like burn it off. I couldn't believe, like, I don't know, maybe I was just in a fucking bad mood anyway, but I was like. No, I, I've had it happen. A, yeah. I've had that happen with, with psilocybin mushrooms too. I ha- I've had like a bad like microdose day. My microdose, and then I was like, I think that everything's supposed to be really wonderful and beautiful, and I just want to like fucking like kill somebody. Yeah, it's fucking crazy how powerful they are. Yeah, like, even the ones that are supposed to be non psychoactive. I think I googled it yesterday, and it was like cordyceps has been proven to like increase your testosterone as well. Mm. So like my testosterone is already naturally yeah. quite high now. Maybe you were just... I'm just pumping it, and I think I took it. I think I took it too close to working out because towards the end of the workout was mm. really fucking good. And then I was just raging yeah. the rest of the day. Yeah, it kicks in did, like 45 minutes later for me. I did try, like, I know this shit is like, 
overplayed, but what, I tried Ring? to fucking yeah, but yeah. I like I don't know what's a placebo and what's not. Like, I took Alpha mm-hmm. Rain before I went to do drums yesterday. And I fucking, like, I was just, I had a great day. Like, yeah. creatively, everything it totally going. could have been that, yeah. Yeah, and that's why, like, all of this shit is trial and error. And people have to be willing to put in the time and try things and sometimes fail. Like, whoops, took too much drum tech, didn't do the right kind of workout, whatever. Okay, fucked up, yeah. let me fix it and try it again. It's all, all the biohacking shit is just identifying an area where you need some sort of a boost or an improvement and then trying shit failing a little bit, but trying, trying, trying until you find what works for you. And like, I didn't respond super well to alpha brain. I didn't have any problems, but I, I think if I remember correctly, I did it years ago, but it would actually, it was kind of like a downer for me and it wasn't sparking creativity. Like I was kind of hoping for it to do. Um, cause I know that it's supposed to be great if you're someone who like, you know, makes music or writes, um, I didn't really love alpha brain um, and nootropics in general just don't do too much for me, but that's like, everyone's different, you know? So um, I had like a, a great day yesterday. That's and awesome. I can't wait to try it again tomorrow. And I'm going to try the shroom tech thing again. And I'm just going to try half as much yeah. beforehand. Cause if, if anything, that's just fucking proof that it probably does work. But yeah. Maybe I just did it wrong. What else did you get from On It? You got some other shit from On It that I really like. I'm trying I to remember. I just finished drinking uh, a new mood right now. I've been drinking that. Wait, is there a new did. mood drink? Oh, you got the little packets? Yeah, yeah. check this out. Wait, you're going to... So wait, what time is it there? It's later there, right? I mean, it's not really that late. Why am I going to snooze? It's like 5.20. New, so new mood for me, just... Again, trial and error, just monitor it. But new mood for me, I take it right before bed and it knocks me the fuck out. You might be taking a nap. It was tested, like drug tested at the border. They had to fucking, they'd opened it and they put a little thing in it. So this is why it took took like two months to get to you. Yeah, they took my way. They just took took your protein. Yeah, because some bro, some bro just wanted it. Some bro in a uniform. Said it was because, I think it was because it said grass fed on it. Oh, so they god. thought it was like fucking a bag, big bag of meat or something. Oh my god, guys. I got like a letter. That's You're some not really like Im- valuable I'm shit. In- it's like I'm importing fucking... The letter was like... You, you're not allowed to import livestock. So, <laughs> obviously because I fucking... think that there's like a cow on the label, so that might have been the problem. 100%, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thought it was a bag of cow. Like yeah. a fucking cow embryo. Fuck. New, new mood, I, I really like, though. New mood, I'll take. I'll take new mood every day. Um, I like to take it at night. I sleep really well. Um, and then, you know, it's got... It does have some sort of boosting shit in it we'll yeah, as you yawn yeah let me have a look yeah i'm <laughs> fucking really tired i've been slowly drinking it over this i think like, it's supposed to like build uh boost uh like dopamine and serotonin but essentially i think you're supposed to like wake up the next day feeling a little bit better um it's got more more p5b in it so i'm fucking great <laughs> you're just I'm, raging i'm infinite later <laughs> um if you got 5-hgp L tryptophan 5 See tryptophan. See, this is what tryptophan. That's what that's what's in Thanksgiving turkey. That's why people fall asleep. 
What? Are you serious? Yeah. Like you're going to just take a nap after this. Just take a little nap. Valerian root. That's like the. Yep. That people take that valium. before then. Yeah. <laughs> cam, cam, camel, chamomile. That's a bedtime. That's a tea, tea. that puts you to fucking sleep. Le- lemon balm. So yep. that. Puts you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've got about five hours until I have to go to sleep. I mean, my sleep's quite good now since I started doing breathing The breathing shit, stuff? I, that's awesome. I had a period of literally six days where I didn't sleep. And I do Holy not want to talk about it because it, okay. it fucks me up. It's a yeah. horrible, horrible time. But my sleep, I have full-on sleep anxiety. Yeah. But the breathing shit just fucking yeah. changed my fucking life. I love that. I've been trying to kind of work with Andy on this because he's... You know, he didn't sleep very much for like 23 years so far. So like I am like his first um, experience in like being domesticated, I guess, and like having a normal life. So, I mean, he still does his shit, you know, but he was like just not sleeping or sleeping in a van for like 23 years. So now, even when he tries to sleep, his sleep is still kind of fucked up. I think just because his circadian rhythm is just kind of set to like tour life. So we've been, we've been trying to work on that. And then like with wrestling, you know, he wrestles really late and then he'll wake up in the morning and then he's got to fly home. And so his day is kind of fucked. And so it's been like a topic for both of us is just really like optimizing sleep and, and trying to like be good to our circadian rhythms. Basically. He didn't believe me that that was a word at first. He thought that I was making circadian rhythm up. Um, but like it's some sort of fucking salsa. I had dance. to like, I had to Google oh. it for him. <laughs> Here's one for you. Mrs. Biohacker and sleeping. Okay, so I, when I initially couldn't sleep, I obviously, like everyone, took melatonin, right? And I found it, it just didn't fucking work. Um, and it actually had half of the opposite effect for me, where I would just be bolt awake at like 3 a.m. And mm. I read some studies recently where you take like a microscopic amount of melatonin, like, Point for not microscopic, but like, like point two of a milligram, and your sleep is far better than if you took five milligrams. That's interesting. I, I take when I feel like I might need to. I take a tiny amount because, and I do that not because of this, which is interesting that you say that. Because when I take a full dose of melatonin, I typically the next day I'm pretty groggy. So I was like, well, let me just try scaling it back. So we have these gummies that are three milligrams, which is really not that much. I eat like a quarter to a half of one, which is a very small dose. Yeah. And I, I do really like that. So that kind of, that kind of makes the, sense. The study is like, I think the study was on old people though, but, and fuck them, but. And again, the, fuck them. <laughs> but the, it's like point fucking, like, a, a like I'm talking really point. Small. Hmm. under a milligram and the amount of sleep that they were getting better was so much so much more and it's because your brain only produces this tiny tiny fucking amount anyway so when you like flood it yeah you get you either get it as like a hangover effect yeah left in your brain but you've got nothing to do with it or your brain goes what the fuck do we do try to get rid of it yeah gets rid of it and then you just fucking wake up i've also um i've seen some studies uh, there's an issue i don't know a ton about this but there's an issue with melatonin and depression so that's something to keep in mind too is that i think that it's like prolonged use without breaks or something can fuck up your like serotonin levels 
I've heard of whoops. I've heard of whoops. <laughs> I, if you're someone who's doing like three, three to five, like every yeah, single night, I think that after like a couple of weeks, you'll, you notice some issues, but I think that you're on to something just like a tiny dose. And then of course, all of the other things, bit. you know, that you can do I've with the breathing a, and I've taken a tiny bit every single night for about a year now. Yeah, and I'm the the least depressed I've ever been. No, that's great. I'm sleeping. Yeah, but that's because. But you're I'm also sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah. Um. You sound like you've got some gems of other things that help people sleep. What have you got for me? Uh, I mean, I think you nailed it with the breathing. Um, I think breathing is number one. I think creating the right environment. You know, obviously getting off of the light shit, getting off of your phone, for sure. Um. Definitely get you know what didn't work for me and that does work for you? Huh. CBD. Oh, yeah. CBD so CBD okay. does zero for me. But I wonder if you just got shitty CBD because there's just so much. So really? The marketing gets me every time. I know. I know. <laughs> I've, I, so go, I, I know, though, that there's weed like. Bro. <laughs> weed, bro. There's so much. I know. There's like. There are a lot of brands that I've tried that didn't work very well. Um, I started using cbd social recently this is like a small company out of uh, south carolina um i like it at the same time i have to take a really high dose so it might just be i think that a lot of people don't take enough i i have to take a lot like i'm like 50 milligrams plus um sometimes okay. sometimes pushing to 100 which is a, a lot compared to when they're like just take 10 milligrams 10 yeah, mi- milligrams doesn't do shit for me no you just reminded me, the only time it's ever done something for me was, number one, it was an American company, so I get the feeling that over here maybe we we are literally just getting fucking snake oil. It was an American company, uh, Peace CBD they were called, and I was like just taking a little bit here and then. Yeah. I got a whole fucking bottle of, ah, fuck, I, is that illegal? Yeah. I'll edit this out maybe. I got a whole bottle of fucking THC CBD lean taken off me at an airport that I accidentally had in my fucking bag trying to fly on an international yeah. flight with like fucking lean. Um, but at the same time, I had the CBD and I, I, it was like there was some, there was an amount left before I got on the flight. And I was like, I don't really want to fly with it. Um, you took all of it. So I just drank it yeah. all. And you're like, oh, this and shit that worked. Really, <laughs> yeah, that it worked. really fucking worked. But it wasn't like yeah. financially that wasn't. That's also the problem. Was... Yeah. Is that CBD is really expensive. Yeah. So I. Yeah. It was probably like I probably just drank $50. Yeah. There's a good chance. It, this shit is so expensive. I found it works on my dogs pretty well. So I like that. Um, I, I take pretty high doses. But again, like, of course, I like I get it for free. So if this was something that I had to pay for, I might. I might not be buying it. I don't know. The one reason why I always keep CBD around is um, one of its really incredible benefits is the way that it can mitigate um, too much THC. So if you eat an edible and, you know, you have a little bit too much um, and you're like, shit, I think I'm getting too high, you can load up on CBD and it brings you back down. So they kind of counterbalance each other nicely. I went to a, um, to like a cannabis dinner in northern california where you know it was cooked by this amazing chef and everything was infused and on the tables they had little droppers of cbd and they're like please like use this you know if you feel like you need to so that was um when i kind of learned more about that so now i keep it around and 
I haven't had to use it for that, but I just, it, I'll always keep it around just in case. Cause I just don't like, I mean, I'm very prescriptive even with like how much weed I use. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't like to just fuck around and like get way too high and have a bad time. Like that's never like why I, you know, why I want to use it. So I fully, I fully realized that like, I don't smoke weed because I get fucking anxiety and I know it's the strain. So I tried all the fucking strains. That's okay. Um, so some people, I it get, just doesn't. Yeah. It's just not. I, I used to still smoke it. And then the, the combination of my SHBG being high from it, plus mm-hmm. five out of 10 times having a fucking panic attack. I was like, okay, I'm just fucking out. But I had a friend who had cancer and this is like this is the kind of shit that I would hear before and I would think this is fucking baloney and then I saw it firsthand I had a friend who had cancer and they had big fucking tumors and I had seen the tumors like you could see them poking out of his skin and he went on the Rick Rick's oh Rick's, yeah the RSO oil RSO yeah which is the Rick Rick uh, Samson Simpson oil. Simpson Rick Simpson Rick yeah something like that RSO Samson, is Simpson. Um, wild yeah which is that's yeah, amazing which stuff is super super full, super concentrated full, yeah full spectrum oil. shit yeah the like it's so boiled down the first time. You're supposed to take a grain of rice amount. Yeah. It's like the three pin. It's like, the, it's like a pin. Head. Uh, yeah. yeah. The first amount, the first time he tried it, he like f- fully fucking tripped out. <laughs> anyway, he like, I saw him one day and like, I, I went to go see him when it was like, it, it was pretty bad. He was bedridden. He was out of his fucking mind. He was. Just, uh, you know, like you would expect someone with cancer. And then he started doing this Rick Simpson thing. Oh, he'd already started it then. And then the next time I saw him, we met in a coffee shop outside. He was like fucking... He was fine? Fine. I mean, not fine, but... But better, yeah. He showed me the tumors in his leg... And the fucking, I don't know if he was on like chemo as well, but I'm pretty sure I remember he'd stopped the chemo, but the tumors in his leg, which I had previously seen, had shrunk. That's amazing. Just through this. Yeah. And that, that oil, like people use it to cure the fucking cancer that's, in their That's dogs what they say, yeah. But, but seeing it firsthand, like shrinking tumors, unfortunately he did die. But like, I was like, wow, that is fucking crazy. And if yeah. I ever get any of that shit... Or any of my family yeah. get that shit. I'm fucking breaking bad in some RSO oil. Yeah, and getting that shit yeah. in. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I think that that was what I think that that's the story behind RSO is that Rick Simpson had cancer or someone very close to him did. I I just I haven't like read that story in a long time, but um yeah he claims that it's essentially a a cure. Yeah. So I mean it's fucking. Cr- I, you know, and maybe there's something preventative to it. Um, I don't I know. Mean, they, they, it kills cancer cells in a Petri dish. I know that much. Okay. Um, but also there's like a lot of people say that it's half of, you know, half of cancer is in the fucking mind. Like mm. 
like half of the battle is the positivity and the whatever and i, I guess it. if you're just fucking high all the time it's probably quite <laughs> i believe it i mean placebo effect like the placebo effect is real so if you can get real results real physical results from a placebo effect which is something that is happening in your mind then we know and that's again back to like the wim hof stuff is that what you do with your mind can actually affect you know what's going on on the inside um that scares the absolute fuck out of me placebo scares the fuck out of me because (laughs) like i hate my brain and then like just being told that the amount of power your brain has over you. You're like, okay, fuck, the fuck, my brain's going like, to yeah, kill I'm me. Not, yeah. I am not friends with my brain. Yeah. And then just knowing like, oh, actually everything's in your mind. Oh, good. Oh, great. Good. Cause, that, cause that's where everything shitty is. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've had to, I have to work on that a lot too. I have to continually work on that because I've have always been kind of a high stress person that would go to the negative. And that's just coming from childhood shit like like i said like my mom really just kind of fucked me up in that sense to where i kind of felt like the world like wasn't really a safe place so i would go to the negative so if my friend said you know oh we're we're gonna go to a party do you want to come i would think like worst case scenario and i would just like not go or i was always the dd i i never like just like let go as someone in my like twenties or like late teens, mm. just because I, I I was just kind of a stress case. And then when I realized, when I started to realize how much our our brain affects I mean, really everything about our our lives and our health as well, um, I was like, fuck, I I like I have to fix this. I have to loosen up, and I'm I'm still working on that. That's still kind of a that's still kind of a battle. I like to think of myself as being realistic, but I think sometimes to others it can come off of as as negative, even when I'm not trying to be. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just, I'm just kind of like, and that's like something I have to work on with Andy too, because my delivery, I can just be very straightforward, which can come off kind of negative. You know, like when you just kind of say like, this is it. Like, this is a fact. Like, That's, that's me in emails. Sometimes. My email <laughs> is fucking horrible. Like you sound I like an asshole in it? It's insane. I had my my one of my fucking sponsors, my guy from fucking Tama, drums, tell me you have the most aggressive email tone out of anyone I've ever dealt with. Wow. And it's, but I'm not like it's just I don't know what it is. You're just being straightforward. You're I, just like doing doing business. Yeah, you think you're just go, getting business done? Th- yeah. yeah, exactly. This is what yeah. we do. Blah blah blah. Like it annoys me the. Hope the, the, the small talk the strange times. I hope you're okay <laughs> in these strange times. Oh, you know, it's, it's the same day. Da, da, yeah. da, da. I, no. I don't really do that either. Send me the fucking email. Tell me what you want from me. I'll tell you what I want. Goodbye. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's how I am too. And like, that's like the yin and yang of me and Andy is that he'll, he'll sit with a stranger anywhere. It happens every day. <laughs> and just talk, and just do small talk with them. He just loves it. He'll just small talk with anybody. And he's just like so friendly. And I'm just to the point. I'm like, what are we talking about? Okay, I got it. Thank you. Bye. Like, I'm just like business, business, business. But I think that that's just also from trying to be like a corporate career chick since I was like 18 too. So what was mine from then? That's definitely me <laughs> yeah, as just, well. Yeah, just I being def- a dick in general. <laughs> just like, honestly, I like fall out with fucking friends 
all the time. But they don't tell me. They're just like, oh, I thought you were in a bad mood. I was like, why? Oh, because of this exchange from fucking six months ago. And you're just like, yeah. I, I hadn't even I have thought no about that. I no idea. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It was. You're it just straightforward. There's like no fluff. But yeah, I think what you, I think I have with Laika, what you have with Andy, I think there's the two personality types that you need. I yeah. feel like me and you have the, fuck you, I'm getting it done. This is blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. what I do now is I just run my emails past her and my texts. I'm like, oh. I, I want to say this. Is, is this fine? And then she goes, no. No, it's not. See, and that's, no, yeah, that's the cool thing add about. a sentence. Yeah. That's the cool thing about having a good, a good partner you know is that you have that like he's like that's what they say like like my better half like he's my better half and i run shit by him and then he runs shit by me and we we are constantly doing like brainstorming sessions for both of our careers or for same anything where it's just like he'll run like wrestling shit by me and i'm like you know, I, I give him like an outsider's perspective or like I'll talk about, you know, my job is not as creative. Um, it's a lot of like data and spreadsheets. And, you know, I do like a lot of like food advertising stuff and I'll be telling him something about work and he'll give me the balance of like his, you know, creative mind. And he'll kind of tell me a story about something similar that happened in like music or wrestling that'll open me up to another perspective. Right. So that's like, and that's what you hope to find in a partner is that someone who can kind of do that to you, who can give you that, that yin and yang thing. And sometimes it can take fucking 34 years and a previous marriage to find that fucking person. Like 34 years, one marriage, one horse tattoo. One marriage, one fucking decapitated one horse One decapitated. Um, but like, it's mad when you actually find it though, isn't it? Because yeah. I feel like I have done more with my business in the last year and been more successful with it probably quite a lot of it i mean she is modeling it and she looks good but quite a lot of it also to do with me going here's an idea or just having someone else to yeah. bounce ideas off yeah having someone with a good brain too with like an interesting brain like that's why you want to be with someone interesting and kind of you know weird and intelligent and yeah, I, I, I get a lot out of Andy's brain, for sure. And he balances me out. Anyone listening who doesn't have this, dump whoever you're with. Yeah, it's a fucking, it it's exists. a waste of time. Just do it. We just all do it. it. We just, all waste just time. Just fucking yeah. go. Yeah. It's a waste of time. You could, you can, if you think you could do better, or even that. Yeah. Not even just doing better. If you're not completely two halves of the same whole, mm-hmm. then fuck it right off. It's just because it does exist. Life is it's like it's cliche, but like life is short, and I just don't know that you want to spend. Like my dad spent thirty years in like a miserable marriage. I'm just like, how the fuck did you do that? Like, I just yeah, I I don't want to spend one year in a. I mean, I, I I have done it before, but yeah, I mean, I think that that this like that you know what we have found is what you should demand. You know. Did you find that once you, like, when, when you met Andy, did you, like, I mean, this is what I did. I, I knew from previous stuff, like, where I'd kept elements of my personality away from the start 
or like even like fucking what I was into sexually and shit like that. Not anything fucking weird. I mean, but you know, like, not, not like illegal weird, but like. But you were trying to like, like cater you, to someone, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then you you end up like that. I mean, sex is a bad example because now I sound like a fucking creep. But I mean, like, I think that that's a re- no. I think that's a good example. I think that that is a good example. But, like, if you if you. If you aren't open from the beginning, like this is what I'm into. This is yeah. this is this. This is that. Even even in just like fucking, to a lesser extent, someone says, "Oh, Anything. do you like or fucking food or whatever?" Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you like fucking seafood? And then you're like, "Yeah, I love it," but really, you fucking hate it. Right. And then you have to spend two years eating fucking oysters. Every no, day. you set yourself <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna yeah the same way. Like after the last one, I was like, "There's no way I'm ever not telling." anyone exactly what is on my mm-hmm. mind at all times exactly how i feel yeah. no fucking games what i want perfect 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 right okay people won't know this because it'll be seamless but we had a fucking accident and i was going <laughs> to smash everything in this room up my this is the second time my brand new macbook m1 has crashed during a podcast and it was while it was recording, and obviously we didn't stop the podcast because we were on a roll. And I thought the file was missing forever. So I put it on my Instagram, like, someone please help me. So many little fucking, oh, I know everything. Like, afraid that's lost forever, dude. Men in it. Just take the L, all this shit. All these little fucking wankers. And then one guy, James Rillstone, who's from my Discord, turned around and said, if you press, if you go into the project audio, I'm just saying this here in case it happens to anyone else. And you press command, shift, and period. It shows what you were recording when. That's you literally it. That's it. So I command, and then I shift, just, period. And then I dragged that in, <laughs> and here we are. And I, I okay. checked. We were basically just talking about uh, having a significant other that is absolutely fucking oh, yeah. perfect. And if you don't have that, yeah. then dump, dump. Then get out. Dump what you've got. Get yeah. out. Yeah. 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 But. I'm low-key glad it happened now because since we last spoke yesterday, I have meditated, done my breath work. <laughs> you did it. I did it straight after because I needed to fucking chill out. Yeah. I, like, I you were stressing. so pissed. You were really I, pissed. It's because it's the second time it's happened. And last time I actually lost the full thing. So, so you did it. You did your breathing. Work, yeah. Right. Good. Didn't have a full fucking transcendental experience, right? But there's one thing that has happened that it's only from having this much time away from it that it's made me realise I'm pretty fucking chill today because of it. Yeah. And I was chill after I did it. Good. But after the breath hold, I had this like weird smell in my head. Okay. And it was... Right. It was the strangest like like a weird coming home feeling mm-hmm. like you know we've been talking about mushrooms like the second time you do mushrooms you know that weird like i've been here before oh yeah yeah right. yeah and we were talking about deja vu yesterday too we were talking about the empire state uh, building stuff i had like this weird like smell in my head and it's it's just there now that's interesting i've never had like that a, happen it's not like a a it's not an unpleasant smell or anything. Yeah. It's just like a weird... Is it maybe nostalgic, it's just that I though? Sm- is it like something that, yeah, something that you recognize? 
But it's like, it's a constant smell. It's like I'm smelling the entire world differently. How what? weird is that? Is it in, a, in, a, in a good way? It's just, just a different way. Yeah. But it's like hmm. it activated after my last breath hold. I went, oh, I've been yeah. here before. Like a weird nostalgic smell. Yeah, thing. how weird. And it's still, I can still smell it now. How and did I've you also- sleep on the, new, on the new mood? I slept like a fucking log last night. I was yeah, so <laughs> tired. <laughs> like after the <laughs> podcast I, and then meditating, I was just dead. Yeah. Completely done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then actually today I worked out and uh, I took two caps of the shroom tech. Okay. And I had a great workout. Yeah. And I didn't get very angry. Good. Uh, a genuine, well, was it the breath work or was it the shroom tech? Who knows? Probably, maybe both. Yeah. And you probably just have to fuck around with your dose a little bit and just find that right dose for you. You know, like some people are going to thrive on four pills of it. And like, I like one or two because I just don't need to go. I don't need to take it all the way, you know? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I like to be kind of cautious with my doses on, on anything. Like, I've been um, playing around with, you know, Yohim Bean for cardio, for fasted cardio. Um, and it's tough because you're supposed to take it on an empty stomach. You're supposed to take it early in the day and then do your cardio. But it can be kind of harsh on your stomach, but you can't eat food with it, you know? So, it's one of those what things where Yohim Bean, it's... it's just it's like a some people consider it to be a fat burner you might see it in some fat burning supplements um it's it's also a a libido yeah yeah you you probably would have um and it's a libido booster as well so it's used in a different way um probably with you know maybe with some different ingredients in like some uh libido boosting supplements so you'll see it both ways like a herb yeah 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 um, but it's supposed to be a great little kind of fat burning boost to your cardio, but it's really like a morning thing. Um, but I have to be careful because it's like, I'll take one capsule and I'm good. But if I, I like, if I push it a little bit too far, it can really fuck up your stomach. So you gotta be careful. Uh, you know, I like, cause I'm desperate to burn fat at the moment, but I'm not desperate enough to do more cardio. But I'm desperate for basically for cheating. Everything that I've come across, like fat burners, all of them, the legal ones, the illegal ones, all of them, it's like, don't take with caffeine. And I'm like, I just can't give it up. Just can't give up caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So try Yohimbean, actually, because you are supposed to pair it with a little bit of caffeine, not like probably not like a full coffee drink, but maybe like maybe like a half or a little bit less. Um, but it is supposed to pair really well with caffeine. But I mean, at the bottom of like, it's just these fat burners are just, I work in marketing. I can confirm that most of this is marketing, like 99.9% yeah. of it. Like I just wish that people would get back to the basics and just deal with the food first. That's a hundred percent what it is. And it's so basic and it's so easy. I'm like, and you know this People after after tracking your, yeah, yeah, they do, and they want to spend. The apparently, they they want to spend a lot of money on shortcuts. It's it's wild to me. I, I, you know, we're always I'm, gonna we're always gonna want the path of least resistance, right? Like that's just human nature in I anything. Want cheat codes. Yeah, I want yeah. cheat codes for everything. Yeah, like now I'm doing Twitch. I upload the Twitch video to YouTube, and then that's. 
two revenue streams for one thing. Oh. And now that's that's how I just want to live my life. I want to get two two out, out of, of everything. Out of one action. <laughs> so like weightlifting, just pump me full of whatever's going to make that mm-hmm. lose weight. Pump me up. I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Just want to fucking <laughs> just want to be a mutant. I don't yeah. even want to be a mutant. I want to be back where I was body fat wise and then just be a little bit smarter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but you're going to fuck around with the movement stuff that we talked about, right? You're going to move, walk a little bit more. I swear, give it even just a week. It's going to make a huge difference. Literally just I, like just I might have walk. to get another dog, that one that wants to be walked. You could also just walk, walk yourself. Yeah, a dog walk that's is great. What, that's just, for fucking pedos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just creeps walking like, alone. Just go in Looking at kids on playing in the street. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I get from that. I feel like there's a limit to the, the self-walk. It's, kinda, it's like the person who goes to a restaurant and sits alone at a table and just like reads oh, a book. Oh, I feel bad for those, though. <laughs> that's the but same like, as walking walk, alone. <laughs> no, walking alone is more like ki- kidnappy. Like okay. restaurant is like I'm hungry. It's, just, it's been a couple of times. Like I do on tour all the time. Yeah. If, if everyone, everyone wants to eat at certain time, but that would fuck up my drumming. I go and sit on my own. Stephen Glansberg, mm-hmm. some fucking food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. So and it would fuck up your drum. Like, are you saying that like you don't want to eat right before you play exactly or like you mean, training? Like, like if I eat, I need to eat three. I need to eat a big good meal three hours before yeah and then time time to digest yeah yeah so you you feel pretty light by the time yeah you're playing yeah if if it's so it's such a strange thing that i can't i can't figure out what's right because sometimes i'll eat three hours before it'll be a relatively good meal but i'll still feel sluggish and the problem is if i play fasted i feel the like carbs the glycogen mm-hmm. 30 minutes in is gone. And then mm-hmm. I, I can't, there's some stuff I can't do because could my you, muscles aren't firing. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if you could do fuck around with like trying playing fasted with like a Gatorade or some sort of a, like an electrolyte and carb I mean, source. That's what, that's what I have. Usually, you do that anyways. That's what I have. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we shotgun a Red Bull before we play every single every single gig, and sometimes that fucks me up as well because mm. I get the crash from the yeah. sugar about thirty minutes in. Yep. So I need to get. So this it is like I'm just some scientific shit. Yeah. Have That's you ever um like worn a watch or anything and measured how many calories you burn in a sh- during a show? I stopped wearing one. I used to wear one for a while. And then when I went through my whole sleeping shit, I became obsessed with the sleep tracking to the point where yeah. it was like neurotic and it was bad for me. Yeah. Like, I've had to tell people to take their watches off before. It's, there's like a real thing where people get addicted to them. Because like, it's obviously it's a good indicator of changing variables and stuff changing, but mm-hmm. like, trusting a watch over mm-hmm. how you feel for like yeah. rested sleep is yeah. not good yeah that's what i was doing it was saying you like you, had you, zero, you stop listening percent, to your body yeah you've had zero yeah. percent uh restful sleep and i felt fine and the minute i read right. that boom I'm you tired. feel like shit. Yeah. yeah 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 so i fucking stopped but 
it's funny you should say that. When I was wearing the watch was the time I was the most ripped. And it was. Including drumming. Like, obviously, drumming isn't steps, but 25K It's movement, steps, though. It was yeah. fucking... It was it's still every movement. Day it was 25K. Yeah. It's still non-exercise movement, so it's, it should be taken into account, for sure. Yeah, the watches are, like, they're cool. Like, I'm wearing one right now. They're cool because they can be maybe motivating. Um, I think if you if you look at what it's giving you kind of objectively, like it, it just pushes me to, you know, I'm just, I'm a little bit more mindful of how much I'm moving. Um, if I'm like, oh shit, I've, I've only gotten 7,000 steps today and it's, it's 5 PM. I'm like, okay, I should probably go for a walk. But at the same time, like you said, like, I don't, I don't think that they're extremely accurate, but I know that at least I know when I'm on the low end and I know when it's like, if I've, when I've moved a lot, you know, and I, I can see, okay, 15 K felt like this. And then I can take the watch off for a few days because I kind of, I know what my baseline is. And that it's the same thing with tracking food. I found that. Yeah, I do that. You know, like you can, you, once you get the feel for it, you can probably take a couple days off of tracking, um, depending on what your goal is. Um, and then you can jump back on when you need to kind of like recalibrate your brain. Like, Oh, what is, what is 20 grams of peanut butter? look like again fucking you know uh, and you can only yeah you're pretty good at that i'm pretty good at it too yeah wow please take the fucking mantle take the fucking mantle because people loved it i just really? don't i don't have the calories for it and it's such a calorific food that people don't yeah. realize yeah it i don't really i don't like, really play with it too much Peanut butter. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't. I'm. I like it. I don't love it. Um, and also, because yeah, because you spend your calorie dollars very wisely. It, it is also. I'm sure it's also because I just exactly. I just don't. If I have five hundred dollars total in my life, I'm not going to go spend it on one designer purse. Exactly. I need. I need to make that money. You know, spread out a little bit yeah uh, right so some stuff this is quite good that i've uh that we've had a little break because usually i do a podcast and then i think fuck i should have asked them this or we should have talked about that so there's two things that i want to talk about and then in my head it's like i consider the podcast is we've achieved podcast enlightenment so okay. number one that you just touched on in fact now we'll go back to that so you work in marketing mm-hmm and you are techni technically, and you probably hate the word, an influencer, right? I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know yeah. where, the, where the threshold is for that, but yeah, I sure. think it's if you have a K next to your name on Instagram, I think okay. that's the rules. That's all I mean. Okay, <laughs> perfect. But, but yeah, I think because what happened in the UK, some, there was some court case and they ruled that if you have 30,000 followers... They're in or above, then it counts as like a position of power. So you cannot advertise things or whatever. That was like oh, a cool case thing. So they're not like doing this. paid posts in the UK? Like, like I couldn't. I mean, they are, but I mean, yeah. like you couldn't, you, you're not allowed to pretend that you like something that someone's given you for free. Over yeah. 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, okay. the, no, that's, that's the legality of it. Okay. But, Interesting. but you, you also hate misinformation quite a lot and you post about it loads so yeah. working in marketing 
Yeah. Which you must have to sell people things. Yeah. But at the same time, you dislike that. Is that a, like <sighs> a, an issue in your brain? or I try to just only work for companies that I really respect. Nice. And... Um, and work for, you know, work, work for, for people who have a, a product that they really believe in and who have a cool story. And, um, and then I, I try to do my own work, my, you know, my day job work, um, in, you know, the most authentic way that I can. And I've had moments in my marketing career. I had one, um, when I was working in wine where I actually told, a vice president of marketing. Like I actually said no. And I was, I think I was only like 25 or something. And I was, and it was scary, but I had, because it was this exactly. It was, it was just a bullshit marketing campaign that, that I just, you know, I had no like respect for. And I was just like, I'm not putting this out there. And, and we ended up not doing it. Um, but otherwise I, yeah, I try to just, I work with products and people that I believe in. Um, and luckily, I've had some experience in a bunch of different industries, so I can kind of, um, you know, if, if right now I was like, you know what, I want to go back to working in wine or coffee, like, I could. Um, or if I want to, you know, stick with fitness, I can do that. I just, I see a lot of bullshit in fitness, you know, more than anything. Um, and I get a little bit bothered because, <clears throat> maybe I'm just jaded because I've been doing this for a while now, but I remember being like a 24-year-old girl new to bodybuilding and just trying to soak up information and i was just seeking out information anywhere i could get it and looking back now a lot of a lot of it was bullshit and it was hard i had to kind of like sift through a lot of bullshit to get to the good stuff and so now it's like if i can help a girl who like a young girl skip past some of the shit that i had to do and just get to the point and just get to like the truth of what she should be doing or what this industry is really like um, then maybe I can save her some, some time or some, some anguish, you know? So I just feel yeah. like now that I've been through it, um, like you mentioned, like responsibility, I don't, I don't know if I feel a responsibility, but I do feel like now that I've been through it, why wouldn't I share that with someone who hasn't been through it yet? You know, I'm yeah. sure that you help, you probably help kids who are getting in to music all the time even if it's just you know they're just reaching out with like a question or something um but well, you're I, like i i kind of do what you do which is just call the bullshit out and which honestly enough people aren't doing so yeah. there's 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 parallels between the two and i think both things are incredibly bad for people's mental health I've got, I'm, I'm like a, a double-edged sword with the whole thing, but more on this side that it's bad for people's mental health that, and body image and stuff like that, that the airbrushing is so much, the drugs are so much, yeah. like in fitness. People, people, like the allegiances people pledge to people who are obviously on gear mm -hmm. and, but they they say that then like natural, not on steroids or whatever. The the blind allegiance from people to that mm. is like not good, and the unobtainable like yeah, I think that's 90, like ninety percent really of evil. me is yeah, ninety percent of me is like yeah, this is the worst thing on fucking earth. And then there's like ten percent which is like well, it is gonna push people fucking hard. But the same thing happens yeah. in drums. So there's people faking. Mm 
fake and guitar. They fake drum playthroughs. They fake guitar playthroughs. So oh, the hum- be- okay. The- like they're using. Are they using tracks? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Okay. But they'll they'll do a drum playthrough for Instagram. Yeah. They'll take all of the audio. They'll put it into a you know a, a like a bit of software. Completely tidy everything up. Basically Photoshop for music. Yeah. 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 Pro Tools, they'll, oh, you know what Pro Tools is, we talked about this. Pro Tools it, then put it back onto the video and then put it onto Instagram. I have no idea. Because the way humans see and hear at different rates, you cannot tell the difference. It's too hard. Yeah, there's too much going on. But there's so many of them. And these drummers and guitarists or whatever get get fucking huge because everyone thinks they're the best person on the planet. That's it's amazing. Exactly the same. Yeah. As fitness. Like audio Photoshop. <laughs> it's, it's literally exactly the same. Next time I mean, you see this, can you please send this to me? Because I need to see I, an I example see it, of this. Shit. I see it on the fucking daily. Like, I Wow. My YouTube channel is mostly just calling these people out. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I got to check the some most, You know the fucking. You know, the, what's his name? The, I don't know how much, because I watch a lot of fitness YouTube, which I'm sure you fucking hate. But do you know the uh, no plates, no dates? Uh, no plates, more plates, more dates guy. I've, he does like heard, a, I've heard of that, but I don't I don't know. He does a YouTube channel. I mean, it's a terrible I name. I can't but, uh, stand some of the fitness YouTube shit. I just can't but stand But what it. he does is uh, he just basically gets whoever's big right now, and he does a thing called Natty or Not. Okay. And he just dissects the person's physique, what they're doing on social media, and then he literally just says, yeah. it's absolute bullshit, or, yeah. or he, like, questions it or whatever. No, he but he's, I think, I think he's a doctor. So, oh, okay. I mean, he's probably a I'll TRT doctor. But I'm You're fairly right. sure he, he like, uh, like, he knows what he's fucking talking about. Yeah. So I just, I kind of just took that concept and yeah. put it to drum videos. Like, I put the drum video on and I go for it. And I'm like, well, you can see here that Amazing. it is fucking, this is happening. Yeah. And then the amount of people... The hate that I get with people just saying, you're just jealous. And it's like, no, I'm not. Like, I make a career out of music. I'm very happy with my career. Like, I'm not yeah. jealous that. No, you're just making I, can't I, play I, this I just fast. learned something huge. Like, I had no idea until today that this was happening. So you're just making people aware of it. But this is the thing you probably think and know and are 100% sure. Th- that that's happening in fitness, but the average person doesn't know that. Right. The average person thinks, wow, that guy just fucking, that guy just trains really hard. Yeah. Oh, The Rock, he just trains really fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of these guys in Hollywood, every single male celebrity. <laughs> um, oh, that, that transformation from fucking, uh, what did he do? The Machinist to Batman? Oh, absolutely totally. fucking, that's yeah, normal. Very natural. Um, I, I just, I, think that if the average person tries to follow what some of these people say rather than what they do um it can be really harmful because someone could end up with an eating disorder over this because they could they think definitely have. what and they definitely end up with like body dysmorphia of course because there's a girl you know a young girl who's like what or any age girl who's like why why don't i look like this i'm trying i'm doing everything that she's saying she's doing and, you know, and so this girl's body image and, and her, like, self-worth is just, like, is just dropping because she feels like, you know, why can't I achieve this? So I just, I just think it's bullshit. And I, but also, like, why, if you're running some stuff, like, just say it. It's not that big of a deal. I'll just say, like, here's my diet. 
here's the gear that I'm on. Here's the cardio that I do, whatever. But it, when they outright say, oh, all you got to do is work really hard and eat this asparagus yeah, and chicken or whatever. That's, that's like the bullshit that I just like, really don't respect. if you're an actor, because it's not your, your job is just doing the fucking acting, like whatever. But if your job is selling fitness plans and your main yeah. fitness plan is 1.5 grams of fucking steroids a week, like... Yeah, I think it should be, be You need disclosed. to be saying that. Yeah, and, and it doesn't have to be promoted. Like, you don't have to say, hey, I think everyone should, should use Anavar. But I think that... Like did when you just I, say, I think everyone, or did you say, I don't think? No, I, I, like, <laughs> no, I like they shouldn't, you know, think, you know, you don't have to promote it. Cause obviously there's, there's, that's a, that's a weird world there. But like when I, if I post a picture of myself and I'm particular and I'm looking particularly good. And for the past month, I've been running a little bit of whatever. I feel like I should probably disclose that. Um, it's, I, I don't know. It's just being straight with people i don't see what's so difficult about it and i know that bodybuilders think that they'll be perceived as cheaters but to me after being in bodybuilding for about 10 years now it's not cheating it's just the way that everyone does it it's mm. just the norm so when i hear that someone's running something it's never like a shock it's like yeah we all are everyone is like and if you have to ever ask if someone's natty or not they're probably not. <laughs> if you 100%. have to ask, like, we know what a natural body looks like and what a it's non-natural fucking, body it's looks the like. Fucking shoulders. You can it's, just yeah. Call if it they pop, if they're tight, if if they pop and they're tight, there's like this. There's this fullness paired with tightness that is just not how people walk around. That is just normally, <laughs> and it's beautiful. <laughs> but despite everything we yeah. just said, and it's fucking wonderful. But it's just the norm in this industry that I'm in. So I, it, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't look at it as like something crazy. It's just like, yeah, okay, everyone's doing it. Just tell us what you're doing, you know? And yeah. Well, I, I, I used to train at a gym um, where, with an, I, the guy that owned it, it's an IFBB guy. And the two guys that worked there, so there was him, I'm not going to fucking name any names. It was him and there was another guy that competed naturally and they trained together all the time and I trained with both of them and was just around the gym with them and the amount the natty guy had to do harder mm. in every element was yeah. crazy. His diet was fucking horrible. Like when he was cutting, he was just miserable constantly and then... Yeah. On the flip side, the guy with a little bit of help was relatively just fucking cruising through. Yeah. And at what line? It's like, we talk, like that's essentially what it is, is. It's a little bit of help. Okay, well, pre-workout is a little bit of help before your workout. Or even drink, you know, taking some trim tech before you do cardio is a little bit of help. So, like, where do we draw the line between what's, like, cheating and what's not cheating? You know, so yeah. to me, I don't really care anymore. I cared right when I got into bodybuilding and I, and I was natural. And then I realized that everyone else was not, I got a little bit mm. bitter and I, I was like, I'm going to do this naturally. I got my pro card naturally. And then as soon as I got into pros, I was like, okay, no. <laughs> um, yeah. but really, um, I, and I haven't run much 
at, at all. Like I played around with SARMs more kind of in like a biohacking way. Um, and then steroid wise, I've tried a little bit of Anivar. I've given it a shot a few times. I hate it. My body hates it. It's just, it is how it, it's fine. And I just don't want to mess with it anymore. I keep giving it chances because people are like, no, 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 just try it one more time. You're going to love it. I'm like, ah, so I, I hate it, but, um, but I'm open to others using whatever they need to use in a healthy way. That's the problem though, is, is that it gets yeah. unhealthy. So if you can do it in a healthy way, great. A little bit of extra help. That's fine. We all, we all use different methods of extra help, you know, yeah. that it, can be yeah. anything. It's, I mean, it is, it, to me, it's fascinating. Like, just nothing like that exists for drumming i guess there's no like except maybe doing it i don't know but there's well, like, but there's what a about like a, a what's a is a is a metronome cheating uh, fuck you no, know I'm not because i use it all the time if but so, you know what i mean I'm like juiced up <laughs> <laughs> but you know things things that help you either like say on time or whatever like yeah, I guess triggers and stuff like that. There is, there's a whole world of that stuff. But I, I know a guy that's just started a trend cycle like four weeks ago. Mm. And I mean, I can tell his mental health is absolutely fucking yeah. out the fucking window because of it. Yeah. But also the mutant transformation in four weeks mm. cannot be good for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah i like sustainable insane. i like slow and steady a little bit more um i've heard really bad things about trend and guys yeah. um guys suddenly treating their girls really badly um yeah. that's the kind of shit that's like it's just not worth it like exactly like it's if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about because you probably don't because it's a music podcast it's a it's an anabolic steroid which is designed to make cattle grow twice as much muscle <laughs> there you go and people Perfect. started using it themselves yeah um but it has like a whole host of fucking that's the yeah. one where someone will try and kill their wife <clears throat> yeah it's horrible and there's the there's the the building stuff and then there's the cutting stuff too have, have you ever played with clen at all uh no because of the caffeine thing <laughs> yeah i uh, I had to, to try it. I had to use a small dose for a, a prep one time. I, maybe it worked a little bit, but man, it, it makes you really crazy. And I just, I just don't want that feeling. I just like crazy in the brain. Yeah. 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 Like I, I think that Andy, so I think that Andy was touring and I was prepping for a show and I was taking clan like a small dose and I looked out my window and there was a car. I lived in a, in a condo complex at the time. And there was a car parked in the parking lot, which, as you know, in a condo complex, there's like multiple spots. Yeah. I think that they were, and it was running. And I think that they were like, they were waiting for a friend or something. Or it was like an Uber or something. And I got convinced in my head that they were like casing my house. And that they were watching me. And I was like, okay. That's not good. All right. So clearly <laughs> there's like something going on here. Um... And I think I think I immediately stopped Clen. But yeah, it was th that kind of like anxiety. Like I, nothing, no look, no. no amount of like shreddedness is ever going to be worth feeling like that. Yeah, I think that's the appeal in biohacking, isn't it? Like you want to get this the results naturally, just a little yeah. bit of help, but from fucking like 
herbs and yeah and and your food yeah like i changed my food around quite a bit over the last year i started eating a lot more fiber i got really really into fiber and um i have been able to eat the same amount of calories if not more and actually get a lot tighter and within a few weeks i got really tight to the point where people were like what are you doing like did you cut your calories like are you cutting for a show i'm like no i literally just swapped out some of my carbs that didn't have a lot of fiber for ones that did and it's just and i just tightened up um and there's there's like there's a bunch of science behind that but um but yeah fiber fiber is the shit and so like little hacks like that i would rather use to get tight than some supplement yeah which is just like a band-aid on top of your bullshit you know for sure oh i wish i wasn't so bloaty I think it's the problem is I think it what it's what's happening is I think it is working because my strength is is plateaued so I know that I'm in a calorie deficit okay because that always fucking happens to me okay but I'm at the stage when it's like I feel deflated because I'm in a calorie deficit and my so my muscles feel unless I've just done a workout they feel flat yeah and then it just it's a it's the weird stage it's like when you're when you're a bit fat and you're strong and you're full of carbs you're like i can handle this because i just look like a fucking mm-hmm. legend mm-hmm. and there's the middle ground where you're like weak and feel <laughs> fluffy that's where i am right now but then once you lose that last bit everyone thinks that you're fucking huge but you're actually so much smaller you're smaller but it's all just popping yeah 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 well maybe you can just play around with your macros and just play around with like taking your maybe taking your fats down a little bit and your carbs up a little bit something like My that fats are are they already low so you said you're not low okay okay yeah that's scary like <laughs> Because I love carbs. But so yeah, I would rather have are, high carbs than low fat, too. I have a bit of salmon mm-hmm. for dinner. That's my fats. Oh, okay. and I guess oats have some. Oh, like, like two grams or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, this one bit of salmon yeah. is where all, all the fat in my day comes from. Do you fuck around with like pre and post workout nutrition, like your carbs? And yeah, you're already doing that. Okay. Yeah, but what I might do, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I think I might move my post-workout carbs, half of them, pre-workout. Okay. Because I felt like I needed the energy today. Yeah. Yeah. So See, this it. is the shit. This is like the micromanagement that people have to be willing to do, mm. which is like it's a lot of work. It's like full shit. Do I need to take my fats down? Okay, I'm gonna try that. And okay, that didn't work. Okay, this works. And it's just, it's a lot of that that I think that's just what people don't want to do. They're like, let me just skip forward and just skip all this shit. But I have fun with this stuff, though. I love to, like, shift some carbs and go, oh, cool, that just made me feel awesome. Or I look a little bit better. Okay, let's keep going with that. I think that that's really fun. I think it's a, if you're going to have a hobby, that's a pretty cool hobby. Yeah, it's fun if results happen, though. Like, give me yeah. the fucking, give me the fucking shortcut. Give me the fucking results. No, I, I, I basically, I've gone back to the same foods that I was eating when I was at my most ripped. Mm-hmm. But I think you nailed it that I'm just doing less. And the thing is, what I was doing back then was I would go to the gym and play drums every single day. That's so and, much. So and many walk a dog. 
Yeah, that's um, a lot. But I also fucking, I burnt out. But I looked sick. <laughs> that's the trade-off. That, that's but yeah, that's like, I, I always want to match my intake to my output. So as soon as the pandemic hit and I was like a weekend and I went, okay, like when we were really, really shut down and I kind of wasn't doing shit, I was like really stuck at home. I called my coach and I was like, hey, I've just kind of assessed what my activity level was for the past week. It's not good. Take calories away because I always want, I always want to match it and it's okay. Like, because I... I'm eating to fuel myself. So it's okay to drop calories down if I'm not, if I just don't need them. So mm. we dropped them way down and we dropped them down low enough that the average person might've been like, Oh, your, your calories are too low. It's like, okay, I'm also just stuck in my house. There is no reason yeah. for me. I think I, I think I dropped into the 1300s, which for, you know, for the majority of my life, that's, that's going to be too low. But at the time, it was perfect, and it kept me from blowing up, and I just didn't really need the fuel. I was doing little, like, at-home band workouts. We hadn't built the gym yet, and I wasn't, just, I just wasn't really moving that much. And then as I started to get more movement, I was, we started to, to buy more exercise equipment. Um, as I started to, you know, be able to go back into a gym, I would call my coach and say, okay, now I'm doing this much. So let's add in a little bit more. And then we kept kind of playing with it. But yeah, if, if your activity level is lower, you either have to increase activity again or drop calories, you know? You mentioned a home gym. Yeah. What, what have you got in there? How are you going back to like public gyms as well? Or what, what's your vibe? Mm like once in a while, but so you have to wear the masks here in the public gyms. Um, and well, at least, you know, if you go to one of the big chain ones, but some of the smaller, like family owned ones, I don't really care. Um, but I have like, I have an LA fitness membership. You have to wear it and it's just, it's just not ideal for working out. It's, it's really not good for you. So, um, I, you know, we, we try to avoid that. So we built up this, uh, we bought a house last year and, um, we started to build up the garage gym. So we have a squat rack. We've got two benches. We've got a ton of kettlebells, just a few dumbbells. We've got like a set of 25s, a set of 10s, and a set of 15s. We need to buy a few more heavy sets for Andy. Like I'm good with 25s. But, um, and then some cool cardio stuff. Like we, I, I bought uh, battle ropes. Um, we got the, like the sandbag thing with the handles. Because that's oh, great sick. for Andy with wrestling because he needs to be able to train to, like, pick someone up and pick throw them. Up, yeah. yeah, so um, he got the sandbag. Otherwise, he just uses me. Um, nice. So that's, yeah. And then I bought um, I bought a sauna, which that was, like, my pandemic gift to myself. Wow. Sauna. And then a treadmill. And the treadmill's been awesome. Because living in Buffalo. This fucking house. <laughs> Well, so I'm in the basement right now. The cool thing about Buffalo that I, I wasn't used to because I'm from LA is that every house here just has a basement, like a fully like operational basement that people use. So sick. Yeah. So that was new to me. I'm like, really? Everyone has this? So um, so now down here we have Andy's like music stuff so he can play. We've got a TV and like a, a rug so that we can do basement workouts because here you have to plan for the winter. That's like, that's why I bought the treadmill. I would love to get outside every day and it, that's what yeah. you should be doing. But, um, but I had to get the treadmill and I use the treadmill actually 
not just for like cardio cardio, but just in the winter, just like shit, I need to get steps. I need to move because yeah. otherwise I was getting like 3000 steps a day. And so you miss yeah. LA. Um, not really. And we went not back, even, we went back recently. The weather. No, no, I, I'm not, I'm not a hot weather person. It's really weird. I, I want rain. I want like UK weather. I want clouds and no, rain every fucking no, day. It's, I know, it's weird. I know. I lived in Seattle. I loved it. It was rainy for like a year. Um, yeah. So we went back to LA recently. It's really depressing right now. It's just, it bums me out. It looks like a bomb went off. Like it's just very post-apocalyptic and um, a lot of, you know, really sad stuff. So um, we're actually, we're going to go back there in three ish weeks. Um, so I'm going to go see my family for my birthday and, That'll be nice, but yeah, LA is kind of brutal right now. I love Buffalo. Actually, I, I can't I've believe been... you want shit weather. I don't know. I will fucking. I will end up. Ah, now nah, your healthcare fucking stinks. I don't know where I'm going to end up. Fucking, I just want to be somewhere hot eventually. You you like to be hot, yeah. Yeah. Like desert. Or like hot? at the very least. But the thing is, in the UK, sometimes you can have a whole summer that sucks, and then you get one entire year of shit weather yeah i don't know i feel like that i would like it i thrive sucks. i thrive in the rain <laughs> and then like i just i don't like to be hot i don't like to sweat and then i've got andy of course who's just like a constant heater and that poor guy cannot be in the heat so <laughs> he loves the buffalo just fucking rolling around in the snow yeah 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 so yeah. um i think that's us okay cool it's probably a real fucking long one because we technically did two. <laughs> we did two podcasts in one. Yeah. Well, hopefully, um, like, hopefully it all makes sense put together. I'm sure you'll edit. It's no, I, I'm not editing anything. I'll edit the fucking little stop, but that's it. I don't bother. I just can't be bothered. Okay. Okay. And like, Perfect. people prefer a long form just conversation. You get yeah, to know yeah, someone yeah. a little bit better and stuff. It's yeah. Fine. Next it's time, fine. um, will you get into care? Will you wear your makeup? For our po- I'll, I'll wear makeup. I can't. Here's the thing. I can't do it myself. So I was gonna ask what you're what you're doing there. Like, have you have you learned how to do it? Like doing nope. tutorials. She she does everything okay. for me. Okay. So I absolutely fucking love RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And it's isn't it fascinating? It, the makeup is like fascinating. Yeah. So I was like, do me up. And then she did me up, and I was like, I kind of look kind of hot. And then I was like, fuck, fuck it, I'm going to do this on Twitch. And then now it's just become a thing. Do like, people do like it, every, it? I do it every month. Yeah. So people, it's like my subscription goal for the month is to do something as Anne at the end. So this month, we just hit it the other day. So this month I'm doing like, you know, like a uh, advice columnist. So yeah. I have like an anonymous thing set up for mm-hmm. people to message in and people have messaged some real juicy shit. <laughs> we got some we got some secretly bisexual people that haven't told their partner, like okay. serious like agony aunt yeah. shit. And I'm gonna answer it all as Anne. That's really cool. I like it. And yeah, it's sick. Can I get ne- the next up? So yeah, that's cool. Better. The next up is now you have to like watch the videos and actually learn how to do it yourself. Well, I. Here is the thing that I haven't told many people. So before the fucking pandemic, I was going to do uh, stand up. I was going to go and do some stand up comedy. Cool. Um, and then now I'm like, 
I'm a I'm huge like, fan of stand up. Did you see that the comedy store and I don't know if people in the UK care, but the comedy store in LA just opened for the first time since the pandemic started. They opened either yesterday or the day before. And that's like the signal to me that like yeah. comedy is like comedy's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. I did I had um there's a big UK comedian called Ed Gamble who he's like on TV all the time in the UK, but he's come on the pod before and he, he said he did some like he did some live stream uh comedy shows and they were fucking horrible because you couldn't feed off the audience no that's and that's not good he, he did yeah. a drive-in one and he uh. didn't realize that people would use their horns instead of laughing yeah and apparently it was just the fucking worst thing ever but i was planning i've got a thing written out i've got a whole thing written out obviously to go off on tangents but then now i'm like do i just double down and just do it as an and just fucking double down on the whole thing you i mean if you want to like I don't know. I feel like maybe it would get more press. <laughs> I don't know. I get fucking shitloads. Yeah. I, I live. I live for the algorithm right now. That's why I'm. Fucking <laughs> you doing live it. Give, for the algorithm. Give, That's give a good me life the fucking extra. Give me the extra press, and then like it's not like I'm deceptful. Like I fucking love doing it. It's like I'm not being. Oh, he's just doing it for money. It's like no, I fucking love doing it. But also pay me. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want some articles written about me. <laughs> Yes, I would like to be paid for what I'm doing. For <laughs> you want that myself. story that's like, this drummer is also a stand-up comedian and does it all a, in women's whatever. Like, you want that BuzzFeed article. A drag queen. Yeah, and then I want the fucking... So why are you doing this? Like, everyone's so mm -hmm. quick to give it a fucking label. So do 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 It's going to offend people. I put a fucking people. dress on and it was fucking sick. And now I want to be paid for it. Goodbye. I think it can be that straightforward. And I think a lot of people just like, just like the, you know, the outrage culture people there, they'll find a way to be real offended by it, even though it's really just you just having fun. I, I don't know. It's, I've, it's always I've gotta feel, be something with these people. I, I don't know where the line of those people is now because I don't know. It changes every day. Exactly. I feel like I would be, I don't. I could shut down either side. There would be outrage mm. on. I reckon either side. It's always going to be shut, something. Yeah, I could it, shut them. But I could shut them both down. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I'm just. I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want, and yeah. you should be okay with that. Yeah. And the, everyone. Exactly. And all you can do is just not care, really, and yeah, and just kind of stay in your lane. Well, I got like I got before I honestly before I did it on Twitch, I got uh, I got clearance from. Uh, friends of mine that would have the right to be offended. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, is this going to be offensive? Yeah. And all of them said no. Yeah, because of course so you're, like, not, yeah. you're not out to hurt people, right? You have good intentions. Like the only people that we should ever, um, you know, get angered by are the ones who have bad intentions. Like for me, it's all about intent. Politicians. Politicians. I, yeah yeah all sure yeah Every absolutely like if to me it's very black and white you either have very you have good intentions and maybe you like to make a dark joke or you like to do some weird shit in comedy but your intentions are still good i'll never be offended um or there's just truly bad people and i think that those are the people that we should be going after but they kind of seem to just skate by sometimes and then people are going after the ones who actually are just sweethearts and they're just having fun with something and i think that that's bullshit it's, it's ridiculous. Everyone is. Uh, I'm like. I don't know. I'm. I enjoy. 
that more people are mobilizing to express genuine, uh, like, not offense, but stuff that they genuinely believe in. But at the same time, I think the pandemic has made a lot of people who, if the world was open, wouldn't be at protests or wouldn't be at this, wouldn't be at that, feel like sitting at home and fucking writing a couple of tweets is the same as being on the streets. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of that happens. Yeah. I think that this, that the pandemic has kind of, um, I've actually, I've, I've said this to someone that the, this whole situation reminds me of a mushroom trip because the pandemic basically took all of our shit, whatever our own personal shit was. And it just, blew it up and put it in all of our faces and it was like hey here's this thing that you Mm. you have to work on and that's what that's what mushrooms when you do them in a very therapeutic way that's what they do it's like spring cleaning for your brain it'll it'll pull something out and go hey here's this interesting thing you probably need to work on it and you go oh yeah i didn't even i didn't even know okay i'm gonna work on that and that's what the pandemic has done for a lot of people so it's been like one big mushroom trip (laughs) where like your shit gets exposed That's like a real clever way of thinking about it because I was saying that the other day, like not that, not how you just summed it up, but the pandemic forced me into realizing a lot of tendencies I have, a lot of cruxes that I have, a lot of worries that I have that I've now realized mean nothing, Mm. a lot of the way that I am with friends or whatever mm-hmm. all just came out at this fucking time. Yeah. And then it was kind of like a, now yeah. I feel like if I go like going back to touring, I said it the other day, I was like, I wonder if my friends will like notice that I'm different because I've definitely had a spring cleaning yeah. of the brain. They will, they will. And, and it exposed good things too. But did you notice over the past year that your friends who were in, relationships that probably were a little bit shitty a lot of those relationships just imploded because now you're forced to be with someone right yeah so and that's a good thing it it showed you you know hey this just isn't the person so it's time to move on and maybe that relationship would have drug on for like three more years without being stuck with the person or the flip side like what you've experienced what i've experienced is that the pandemic actually showed us something really cool which was that hey you're stuck with someone and you guys if anything like you love each other more after this you're not sick of each other like i'm not Mm. i have never gotten sick of andy and we've had times when we have been stuck together for like long periods of time and it's very cool to see okay cool we're we're strong enough to you know, yeah, we're, we're in a good spot, but I've also had friends who it was like a few months in and it just crashed and burned. I have so many of them. Yeah. But I'm honestly like, I am, I, I tell you what, the one thing, the, the main one, the main sort of spring cleaning thing, where it all ties into the same thing, is that I have always had for the last fucking, I have nearly been touring for 20 years now. Um, so, but my, my first tour when I was 16, so... I've been touring for like 18 years. I have forever worried what is the retirement plan? What if I injure myself and I can't play the drums? Mm. Like, what will I fucking do? How will I cope being at home? I fucking hate being at home. How will I, what will I do for work or whatever? And having done the pandemic now, 
and come out with a second, like essentially a new career, I'm like that worry that's been in the back of my head for years is gone. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be that's fine. really cool. Can, See, that's a really I cool can... lesson. Yeah. And it's only now that it's ending that I'm starting to see like, oh shit. Like I know that when I go back to touring as well, I'm just going to have fun. There's stuff yeah. that I wouldn't do because, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? Like I am just, it is, mm-hmm. I've been gifted a, you know, a dream life for some people. And sometimes I'm, an old friend will ask me if I want to go to, for a beer before the show. And then in my head, I think I better not have a beer because it might slow me down later, blah, 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 blah. I'm fucking going for that beer now. I'm just doing yeah. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and bands are probably going to start to tour a bit differently and a bit more kind of like work smarter, not harder. Like, okay. I yeah, am, you, I mean, I, you've definitely had some chats with Andy because every yeah. musician I know is That's just That's how like, they're thinking, huh? You know this thing that we used to do? Yeah. Nope. No, not doing it. Yep. <laughs> no. It's great though. That's a great lesson especially after you've been doing it for like you said you've been doing it for 20 years he's been doing it for 22 23 years and it's like okay, i mean he's been doing it harder than me now's for that. but like now's the time to be like okay how can we do this a little bit more you know in a in a, in a smarter way still make Eat some money it. the notorious van band yeah notorious van band. yeah i mean that's never like, gonna end that's never gonna end. <laughs> they love their fans oh i thought that's what you were getting at but fucking hell no, but, but there's loads of it but, but they because but people will just go sorry Karen. but no but 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 maybe they won't i i don't know but maybe they won't do it for three months on end you know <laughs> like they love their vans the van's that. not going anywhere but they all i think uh, also the, they're all they've all learned how to be at home like andy wasn't used to that he, he hated it like have. you said hated being home just wanted to get back on there and now he's kind of like i like this i'm doing some projects on the house i'm walking the dogs like he's hanging yeah. out with me and and so you know i think he is thinking about it a little bit differently i don't know that he's going to want to be gone for i don't know it's every time i die we'll see <laughs> yeah there'll be there'll be touring but i i'm the same a lot of my friends are the same like we think we used to do insane shit. I like we did a, a six-week sprinter tour, sleeping upright Ugh. in the van. Sometimes we would wake up, we would drive for five hours to play a festival at eleven a.m. and then drive for eight hours to play another festival that night. Like Ugh. flat out, that will get proposed, and I will say now mm. I'll go. Nope. Okay, what mm-hmm. are you gonna do then? I will fucking go home, turn my little fucking light on, and yeah. talk to some people on the internet. Like, yeah. and I think it's gonna be great for bands. I think it might be a little bit shit for tour bookers. They've yeah. already got it pretty fucking bad, but people just aren't. They're not gonna take it. It might be even good for smaller bands who are willing to fucking do everything because mm-hmm. they haven't tasted pain yet right because they'll have they'll have more opportunities yeah it's cool though that this forced everyone to work on some sort of other income um so now they have more of a backup plan which you know a lot of musicians or other types of artists whatever might not have had a backup plan but now over the past year year and a half they've probably come up with something they've probably 
been working on something. So now they have a little bit more balance in their lives. And now, like you said, you'll be like, okay, I'll play this show and then I'll go home and I'll do some Twitch stuff. And you know, you have, you're, you're more well-rounded now. It's like when they talk about like, um, like investing your money, how you need to diversify. Like you wouldn't just put all your money into one basket, you know, you would try to diversify it so that if one thing goes down, something else might kind of supplement it and balance it out. Well, now you have like, you have options basically. You want to be really in Bitcoin as well as fucking Doge. I've, I don't know shit about any of that. I haven't gotten I into it. I have gone nuts on it. It's my, <sighs> I spend my whole day checking shit, trading shit, yeah. flipping shit. See, that's, that's like, me and my hormones. <laughs> honestly, and it feels, because I invested like a small amount early on, then what that turned into feels like real, like fake money. So I just feel okay. like I'm playing a game on my phone. Yeah. But actually. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it's not. It's not. It's, a not, game. it's your money. <laughs> okay. I need, um, I didn't warn you about this. I'm sorry. I need your, what? let's make it topical. I need your top five either songs or records for the gym. What do you put on, on a workout? Um, so, uh, Mashuga for sure. Um, yeah. Mashuga is like always, that's like just always like, I think every, anyone who lifts weights is probably going to say Mashuga. Um, it's funny. I, I would say Gojira, but Andy and I had a conversation about Gojira yesterday. We were listening to the new album and I'm having like, pride. <laughs> I see how you're looking at me. I'm, I'm torn with them. I love them, but I'm a little bit torn. And um, I don't, with the new one. I don't hate the new album, but I don't super, super love it. Um, <gasps> I love it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little bit, um, I get a little bit tired sometimes um, with them. I feel like that band for me is a band that I just want, the only place I really ever want to listen to them is like at a, like a festival in Europe. Like I was saying that to Andy yesterday. I was like, this is, this is a Europe festival, like huge audience festival band <laughs> like and i don't First always time I ever saw them yeah exactly i think it's just statement. kind of that yeah um okay so yeah mashuga for sure um every time i die i have like different playlists of every have different songs for different types of workouts so i have my cardio songs which are like um some of the older stuff like in rehab and like champing at the bit um where it's just like really really fast like great for sprints how did you meet each other um we so we were like instagram friends because we we kind of knew some of the similar people because he does some stuff in fitness with powerlifting and stuff. And, um, and we were just like friends and we would talk back and forth every now and then. And we had a couple of mutual friends. Um, and then I was in New York city. Uh, I was there to see Joe Rogan with a girlfriend. I flew there from LA and I flew in a day early and um i just like mentioned to him i was was like oh yeah i'm in new york and he was like oh you want to get dinner i was like okay yeah (laughs) fucking yeah you smooth dog yeah 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 um yeah and then we had dinner and then uh and then we did long distance for a year and a half which i think is like a exactly a year and a half which I, i think made us really strong i think that that was really good for us and um i only could have done that in my 30s like with the kind of, you know, I, I have more emotional um, maturity now. Like yeah. this relationship would never would have happened if I was in my twenties. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Like 
a year and a half of long distance with him touring for that like entire year and a half. Um, and, um, and then adding, you know, wrestling into it. Um, but that made us, that made us really, it was, it was hard, but that made us really strong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cute. Right. Give me two more, two more bands that you listen to at the gym. Um, who else do I listen to? Um, so between the buried and me will always be such I have such a soft spot for them because when I got my pro card, I listened to, it was right when, um, Parallax 2 came out and I, I believe it was sometime around then because that was my album. And I listened to that album every single day during my prep leading up to getting my pro card. And then I got my pro card and it was a really hard prep. And I just, I love that album. I love, I love them. I've loved them since I was 16. I think I went to a kill switch show and they opened and when I walked in, they were playing the bicycle song and I'm, I love queen. And I was like, what is this? You know? Um, I just, I, I love them a lot. Um, otherwise, um, uh, I like Acacia strain, you know, stuff like Meshuggah and Acacia strain is great for like big lifts. Like when I need to be kind of like yeah. tough, you know? Um, otherwise, um, I'll just do something that's kind of like fun. You know, you like a lot of instrumental shit because I used to always see back in the day when I just followed you on Instagram for fucking. Yeah, I like some of the proggy instrumental stuff, like like plenty leaders, plenty Mm -hmm. intervals. Yeah, I do, and so I'll use that kind of stuff to kind of get into more of like a zone. I'll listen to plenty, um, you know, in the sauna. Um, Plenty with weed is really great. I listen to Pliny while painting my house. I listen. That's all I listen to. Really? It's yeah. just great painting music. I fucking love instrumental music. I I have two. Honestly, I only like heavy shit with vocals when I'm at the gym. I like probably hip hop when I'm just listening to music. And then when I'm doing something or traveling, instrumental music. I yeah. really, I either like all the words, shout the words, mm-hmm. or no words. I hate <laughs> yeah. that middle, like, here's a fucking chorus. No, yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I might be kind of similar in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look back. I've been working on putting some playlists together just because sometimes someone will ask, and um i'm i'm trying to create some different playlists for different things or different moods um different strains of of weed that i might use for for different lifts because i have i'm i am kind of scientific with some of that stuff um yeah so i'm i'm working on some like 2021 playlists i'll have to send do a, do a heavy workout playlist and i'll put it on the downbeat thing when we had uh bryce the power lifter bryce Krachek. Uh, Calgary barbell guy on the pod. He made like a powerlifting program, mm. uh, like a PDF, and people fucking loved it. So That's awesome. Make me a, make okay. me a workout playlist. Yeah, I will. Downbeat, I will. Downbeat one. That's a good right. idea. Okay. This has been probably fucking three hours by this point. So <laughs> probably we did. I <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate send you. My love to Thanks Andy. for having me. It was a pleasure. Was send fun. my love to Andy and send me your files, please. Okay, I will. Cool. Thank All right. You. Thanks. Bye. Bye.